This week on the show, we invite you to remember back to where you were the day the earth stood still, September 11th. Use your brain, put yourself in the driver's seat of exactly what you were doing. I got my answer. I'm sure you got yours, and I hope everyone else does too. Because what we're about to do for the next couple of weeks is walk back and revisit probably the most popular conspiracy and actual event of our lifetime. Tonight on, or this week on, <laughs> Death Metal time. I don't, what, what happened exactly with this is I was cashing my paycheck at the bank on Friday after a terrible fucking week, and I was talking to the uh, bank teller, and I looked at the bank TV that's always scrolling, like Food Network or some news or some shit, and they had a video, like live news feed, from where an F-16 had crashed into a warehouse in California that was right next to an Air Force base. So basically someone mispiloted this F-16, they fucked up. It flew into a warehouse. It exploded. The warehouse, totally fine. Ma'am. Didn't blow up. Didn't fall down. Didn't stay on fire. And then my brain was like, well, yeah, but a uh, 737 is way bigger than an F-16. But then my brain was like, well, as far as scale, a 737 compared to the World Trade Centers is actually way smaller yeah. than the F-16 was compared to the warehouse. Like the whole of where the F-16 went into the warehouse, they're almost the same goddamn size, yeah. and nothing happened. The building didn't burn down. It didn't fall. The fire, like, went out by itself. It's a jet that just left the Air Force Base full of jet fuel, and it just reminded me of how the media, with everything, not just September 11th, not just conspiracies, actual news, the news cycle that we've allowed ourselves to become a part of moves so fast that if, any, if anything does happen that does need to be investigated, there's so many billions of stories that just sweep it away and under the rug so easily, which my brain starts going, that's got to be by design, right? Yeah. It's got to just be wall-to-wall information all the time so you never have a chance to stop and question anything. Yeah. And then uh, it was like, man, I'm still fucking mad <laughs> on September 11th. So Yeah, dude. I, and then I, the same fucking day, I went in and saw that they were, like, readying – 120,000 troops to go to Iran. Yeah. So it's like the same things all over again. Yeah. Like all we're missing is some fucking impending disaster. And then we're going to war with Iran. And it's like, how are you going to, how are we going to go like try to topple another country and everyone be okay with not overthrowing our government when it's a, it's a verified fact that there was no weapons of mass destruction. Yeah. You can just take your phone and look at the most mainstream news stores and find out that that shit did not happen. It was a lie to get us involved in war. Sure. So, yeah, I just wanted to dig back open into this. And then just a fucking quick rant. If You know, I don't, I don't want to do this shit anymore. <laughs> I just want to, like, focus on, like, uh, doing our fucking podcast. But last week I was whining and... Complaining about hearing some shit-ass news. It's true. Some bad shit happened. Uh, 
probably, probably made like way too big of a deal out of it, and it was like fresh right when we came on the fucking podcast. Yeah. So like a ton, of, like way too many people, not too many, but you know, so many people reached out to me. I tried to get back to everyone. I appreciate that shit. It feels good. It's uh, it's all like a long withstanding problem for me, where uh, and I I just have been like really unpacking it this week because. What I've done my entire life, and it's something that I've only recently started to recognize, which I can only recently start to work on it, which means, like, all the things that have come as a result of the way I am, there's still things in the past that are going to come up that I have to deal with. I mean, hopefully not anymore, but that's just the way that life works. And, like, because I've experienced so much trauma, I mean, I'm sure you follow me on social media and shit, but if you don't, like... Just have had to like unpack that I was fucking like strong arm raped as a kid. Yeah. And I was molested, I mean, like four times in my life. And I was an only child too. You know, I didn't I never had like brothers and sisters to talk to and rely on. I didn't have I never had a close parental relationship raised by my grandparents who were old and really didn't want any part of it at the time. Yeah. And so I just am so used to like my defense system and my comfort system is just holding everything within and then I can put it away, and then it'll just build and build, and things, like, compound. And everything that happens compounds upon itself to the point where, like, I'm 34 now, and I'm able to look and see, like, hey, you know, you, you basically have 34 years of fucking issues that you've done nothing with. You, yeah. All you've done is, like, wall them off from you. And if something's, like, inconvenient, you, like, manufacture a reality away from it where that didn't happen, like, for your comfort. Yeah. So, in the way after way, all throughout my life, it's just caused problem after problem. And so, it's like, I don't, I'm not, like, being hard on myself. I don't blame myself because it was, like, terrible shit that happened. Yeah. And I didn't know how to deal with it. And I still really don't. But I do know, and I have known, like, I get in these patterns. And, like, the last time I had, like, a giant shakeup, you were there for it, and it was, like... Five six years ago, when my my gym closed down, yeah, and like I I was set on living my life one way, and you're like planning your whole future, and then the thing that I was doing got kind of got taken away, yeah. But again, like a lot of it was my fault, and so like when that happened, like everything else that was in the background got swept away, and like the stress leading up to that, it's just a classic cycle. And like lately, I've been like more and more unpacking it because. Like, before that happened, and I was just only doing things I like to do, I had been able to, like, make myself calm down a lot. Like, if you don't know me in personal life, I, I make fun of it and, like, make jokes about it and Buddy talks about it. I was just, like, rage out about completely insignificant events. Yeah. And when I get like that, it's just, like, a long-term buildup of things where I don't have any more room. Yeah. And so things that don't matter at all make me fly off the fucking handle. And so I just end up living years of my life. Like that. I like it, you know, I've been married for 10 years. I've been friends with buddy for like 12, 13 years. Yeah. It's just like, I have no concept at that time. Yeah. It, everything still feels like yesterday. And it's all because like, I don't hold on to anything. I'm so used to just getting away from my past and getting away from things that are uncomfortable to me that I don't live in the moment. And not only do I not live in the moment, but I just, like, end up losing years of my fucking life. Yeah. And then I, like, something will happen, something will come up from the past, and then it just shakes me up, and I'm a, I am fucking freak out. 
and like you know the most recent event it's been good because like uh, like it's things that i caused in a way you know there's like other things at play but i was just doing the same shit and i and when that happens i become an asshole to literally everyone around me yeah literally everyone there's a survival mechanism too and and there's and there's like times there's times i can catch it like the times that i can normally catch it now or like if I'm at home and I'm like I'm like almost blackout all the time when this shit happens. Like yeah. I'll be at home and one of my kids will ask me a question and I'll just be like, No. And like I didn't even hear what they asked. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I don't yeah. even know if they asked me anything. I'm just catching myself like saying no to something. And I'm gonna have to be like, uh oh, now I have to be like, What? So like that shouldn't be that shouldn't be your reaction. That shouldn't be your interaction. I'm just yeah, I'm on like reptile mode. So uh basically what I'm getting at it's like I never have done any planning for any future. It's just like all of a sudden I live here. Yeah. My grandparents are dying. I've got kids. I've got a wife. I got more like th- like things compound and then there's just like all been happening as mm-hmm. opposed to like planning and building. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you would think mo- most people are like, oh, I'm going to plan to get married. I'm going to plan to buy a house. I'm going to plan to buy a car. But that's, that's not how it's been. And that is. Well, all, well let me yeah. finish. Yeah, it's yeah. all been like I'm just going to get it all out. It's all been unhealthy. Uh and I, and I'm at a point now where like, just I I know it's all happened. I know why it's happened. Uh, I feel like I know. I feel like the solution to the future of it is to just continuously stay on top about it and be open and like try to live in the moment. And when things arise, like deal with the problem as it comes, and don't ever move past anything. And so like, and that even includes like I have to stay on top of myself about like not getting mad in traffic. Like I need to. I need to like. For, like forcibly work beyond like my closed off nature and uh w- one thing i can look back about is like just doing a podcast where it's a medium where i'm talking over and over again and i've been pretty open and like i just am and using social media i've just like gotten to a point where i write things out i say things and that's been incredibly cathartic like subconsciously because i haven't even noticed i've been doing that do you know what i mean yeah and so now that i know that i am and like i've been able to communicate things to other people I'm, like, basically in a fucking rebuilding stage. And, like, what I can tell you now is that, you know, like, you have loved ones, and especially if you have kids, um, like, don't let them end up like this. Because I'm I, at the top of this, I was just saying, like, my problem is I never had any way to communicate. Didn't have anybody to communicate with. Just got in this pattern. And now, you know, as a 34-year-old man, it sucks to try to get over like some basic principles of being a human being that you learn when you're like five and six, like tell people how you feel. So uh, then I started to think about like, I am thankful for this. And then like, what am I trying to fucking do with my life? Because another problem is, is like all this shit is like, I've never like gotten, like I don't have a fucking career. Yeah. You know, like everything, it's always a mess and it's always like, well, I'll just deal with it later. Yeah. And so I just had to like deal with things now as I go along. And like the most ideal fucking world, um, and my, my number one, like, dream and goal is, like, I can have this conversation right now, and someone, and, like, we continue, like, we, we one of two things is going to happen. Like, one, we're going to keep doing the same thing for years because we enjoy doing it, and we're just yeah. going to do it. Two, it's going to, like, super catch on, and we're going to be able to, like, be known enough we're making a living off of this, which, of course, is, like, the ideal. Yeah. And then th- three, like, we, we keep trying. It doesn't work out, and we quit doing it. Uh, the, the legacy of either of those three things, again, being the most ideal, is if we, it, like, if we end up, quote, unquote, making it 
to, to which to me is just like making a living off of this. Yeah. Which takes a lot of people to be behind you. And we do have a lot of people behind us, but it takes, you know, a thousand times a thousand of what we have. Yeah. That's just the nature of the of the of this fucking shit. Like, it's basically what your parents would have called the entertainment industry. That's not run by people anymore. It's run by yourself. Yeah. It's just very hard to figure out how to make it happen for you. And, like, what we have is that we've got a fucking fun, great show that is completely a product of us. We've done it all ourselves. We made it all up ourselves. Uh, and we got friends that, like, have been fucking awesome and helped us with the visual and audio side of it. But what I want is, like, you know, three or four years, ten years from now, is that for people to be able to go back and listen that are in the same position that I've been in and, like, see... Because I've heard people's, like, success stories. I've heard people, how people started off and went on to do great things, but it doesn't resonate with me. Yeah. It doesn't resonate with me because they're just recounting their past. With this, like, in addition to be a, a – and I'm getting to it, like, the show. <laughs> like, but this is a funny, fun show. Like, that, that's the whole point. Yeah. We're making light of terrible things. Well, sometimes life is a fucking terrible thing. Yeah. And sometimes it really helps me to make light of it. But sometimes I also need to, like, skip that part and deal with the severity of it. And I think everyone that listens to us that knows us up to now have, like, been along for that ride. And so it, if we were able to make this a successful endeavor, my dream and goal would be for people to just be able to go back to this point and, and prior. And you can literally watch, like, how it happened, you know. And you can, if we didn't discuss this right now, yeah. if I didn't say these things... There would be no benchmark to say, like, all right, like, here it is. Here's, like, the struggle point. Here's, like, your conflict resolution. Like, you have a problem, you can easily fold and stop doing what you're doing, or you can face it and grow with it and, and keep pressing forward. Yeah. So imagine if we were, like, well-known within our genre or whatever we do, and, again, we're making a living, which would take, you know, millions of people to make that happen. Yeah. And then those millions of people... Out of that million people, 10,000 of them have, like, are at a low point in their life. And they can just listen and hear, like, we, yeah, we made it out. Yeah. You know? And even if we don't make it out, it's like, you can still hear the struggle. Because this yeah. shit is hard work. Yeah. Uh, you have to be honest. You have to be, like, and more, like, more important than anyone else in, like, impressing other people. You just have to be, like, honest with yourself. And, uh... I just need to talk about these things. Yeah. And I'm grateful that people listen. And I'm grateful that people reach back out to me. And nothing would be better for me than to be able to be successful and then be able to tell you exactly how I did it. Because I can't, you can't tell anyone how to do anything. No. Because everyone's different. But you could at least watch that. And if it just even gave one person hope, which is such a cliche thing to say, but honestly, like... Because there's there's things that have done that for me, like when I've been going back and recounting, like why I have the problems I have, like how do I get out of it, and I've just I like for the first time ever I've been actually like communicating with my wife in those ways. Because like one thing that'll happen, like with your friends, with your wife, with anyone that's like actually close to you, is they become part of the thing that you're trying to shut out. And then if you're around each other all the time, like you become so used to just being frustrated with that situation. You're being an asshole. I do it to you, too. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I'm an asshole. Yeah, I don't, you know, like, I'm, like, you don't have to verify or, like, tell me why it's okay. It is okay because we're friends. Like, you know, yeah. like, you know what I'm doing, and I don't. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I don't know when I'm doing it. And the, the point is, like, these things have to be talked about. And, uh, and where this goes back into September 11th for me 
it's like I was saying, I wanted to go back and, like, look at the shit that originally made me mad about September 11th. And I'm sure we could all remember, because a lot of people on the show are conspiracy freaks, watching Loose Change. Yeah. Because, like, that was, it was on YouTube. It, it didn't matter. Like, it wasn't, I wasn't heavily on, in the social media shit, looking at people's shit all the time then. Like, I didn't have a smartphone that was good enough to, like, scroll through feeds and shit like that. You get what yeah. I'm saying? And I watched Loose Change, and the things that it presented were so logical. There's a lot of it that was not true. Yeah. But the things that were true, and that, that, that is also presents another problem with conspiracy theories that we've talk, definitely talked about before, but I'm trying to get all this out before we dive into it because it is for sure going to get weird. Uh, but when I was watching Loose Change, and I'm, like, going through and Googling the things, like, how much of it is true is disgusting. So yeah. this is, like, if half of the shit's true, we got a big fucking problem. If yeah. 10% of it's true, we got a big fucking problem. Yeah. If if 3% of it's true, we got a pretty big fucking problem. And that's the thing with conspiracy theories is that there's so many out, like, it's just like the regular news. It's all this, like, picking through the bullshit. And, like, I don't want to do that. I don't have time to do that. And that, that sucks to think that because then you just become another piece of the puzzle, another cog, another machine. Yeah. Moving along, you have no way to better it. You're not making it worse, but you're, like, not pitching in. And what's funny is about the whole thing with Loose Change is at the very end, it's like this computerized thing over shitty white rap, and it's like the voices saying, like, you're like we're not going to back down. We're not going to forget this. We're going to continue to fight. You need to talk about 9-11. We're going to talk about 9-11. We need answers. And that shit was, like, 10 years ago. Yeah. So it died. They like you know. It did die. Uh, and and uh, I was looking on. I was looking up YouTube videos being buried, and the number one YouTube video that gets buried are still nine eleven videos. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that they're right. It doesn't mean that all the conspiracies are true. And there may be something that I just don't understand that makes that happen. But it does not help the case of the government or whoever is like what you're supposed to believe mm -hmm. that they're burying these things. This, they're, they're, like yeah. if they're trying to cover up and the pro I think the thing about uh, uh, the most important point I want to make about conspiracy theories in my mind is like. No one you should not be looked down upon by anybody, your friends, your parents, your fucking coworkers, the government. For simply asking questions and investigating things. Yeah. And, like, the problem with social media and the world we live in right now is that so many people can instantly judge you and then beyond, like, they're not even judging you. They're saying catchphrases. It's like you tell somebody that you're looking into something. Then they're just like, what are you, fucking reporter? Like, what do you mean you're looking into something? What do you mean you're researching? Yeah. Like, why are you doing that? And then people just start to shit on you. And, and I'm trying to say like i'm guilty of the same things because like when i get in this mode which i f honestly feel like i have been for like the last fucking five years of like shutting out all the problems that i've like tried to glaze over uh like you like again you personally know me and think mm -hmm. about this like anytime there's something new that i don't know about i instantly shun it away yeah a band now nah, that sucks yeah a person uh, fuck them yeah I mean, that's that's the facts. Well, that's, you know, in the last, I've been helping people for the last, I don't know, fucking four years probably. 
And so I've learned a little bit about psychology and stuff like that. And so, you know, so I started that. I always knew something was going on. You know, that's that's a survival mechanism for most people. So it's, you know, it's like when you, when you go, when you came, whenever anybody that's ever trained with you and I, it's like most people that's ever trained with you will go, you don't want to fuck with him. You know, a lot of it is, and I'm the same way, is like you don't want to be embarrassed, man. You've already been like that, man. It's like we we came from the kind of the same environment, so it's like you don't want to be you don't want to be embarrassed, man. Fuck that. Nobody's ever gonna take advantage of me ever the fuck again, you know. Yeah. So it's the same shit. It's a thought process behind there. It's being skeptical, you know. It's healthy. It can be unhealthy too, but it's like, man, you know, it's just that's just the way it is. And I'm glad that I'm just glad that man, like, you know, I love the fuck out of you, man. And so. I'm just glad that we're at, you're at a good point where where you you notice what's going on yeah. and you're well, getting, you're trying to heal, man. That's good shit. Yeah, yeah. I love you too, man. I'm glad we do this. And again, like, you know, th- there's like two ways to look at it. It's like one, all the shit we're doing is like if it never works out, I still it does. I don't think it's a waste of time. No, man. It's never going to be silly. Uh, and if it does work out, then the the reason why it's important for it to do that is not so I can go like, oh man. I fucking don't have to worry about money anymore. Yeah. I'm famous now. It's important because as I've learned from doing things like posting about being fucking raped online, which is like such a big stigma for, for men is, is the thing. Yeah. And that's like, it's like number one is like I've been embarrassed about it since I was a kid. You shouldn't even know that that is embarrassing when you're like seven. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And so just like trying to, like I just have never unpacked it because I've never unpacked it. It's just basically ruined my life. But yeah. it's like not so much the event that did it. It's just not dealing with it. It just yeah. never goes away. It's like, why fuck am I 34? And like still as heard about something that happened when I'm seven. Every time I think about it, I'm fucking breaking down. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Uh, but uh, th- the thing is, like, there's so after I post that, so many people reached out to me uh, that have gone through the same shit. And it's just, like every time something like this, something I say in the public eye, I think I'm all the way alone. It's never the case. No, man. And the the fact of the matter is that the world is the, the darkest place, more than you can ever imagine, on every single level. So when you put it out there, your dark side, and it comes back that everyone else, of course they've gone through the same thing. Yeah. And we all deal with it differently. So what's successful to me is, is like these conversations can be heard and they can actually help people improve their lives. And again, self-improvement is like such a bad stigma because all you think about is like getting rich quick. Yeah. Uh, the fucking sham wow sales pitch shit. Yeah. But this isn't that. This is just like a recognition. And, you know, if you've, if you've been listening to the show and like you've been supportive and you've messaged me, I keep my messenger on mute. And there's times that I'll look at my thing and I'll see that I've got like 50 unread messages. And I'll just never look at him. That's the wrong thing to do. Yeah. Because and it's just that. But that is what my that is what I do. Yeah. That's what I do. Is I put things away and like I want to blame it on ADHD. It's it's not that simple. No. It's not that simple. Uh, and it's just something I have to get better than. And I want you to hear that. I want the people listening to hear that. And I want future people most definitely at a bad place in their life to see us at least. 10 years from now, like on social media or whatever the fuck happens with AI yeah. in the world, it be happy. Yeah. That's it. And so people can see that no matter, like there is no, the, the only failure is like doing what I've been doing. 
and just fucking sitting in your own shit and letting it destroy you. I mean, that's that's what failure is. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but I don't think it's failure, man. It's like well, I'm I'm trying to come out the other side. It yeah, doesn't yeah. have to be. I'm I'm saying like it's not permanent failure. Yeah, it's just like yeah, I just had to look at life like and and, and like with uh, I'm really trying to wrap this up because I know it's boring to people too. Yeah, but like with trying to do like things that are in the public eye, like a podcast and fucking comedy. Um, I don't even know what the fuck I was about to say. So whatever, <laughs> I lost it trying to like. Go back and say that is probably fucking boring, but uh, yeah, I mean, just like you're trying to be entertaining and like trying to be around and shit, and uh, I just I don't know how to like deal with those things. Basically, is all. So all I know how to do is like mainly like delete all my fucking social media apps, yeah, and just like live in the fucking real world and not have like shitty ways to escape and just openly communicate with people all the time. So yeah. I haven't been doing that with anybody. So, if, you know, if you're listening to this and that sounds like it's something that I need to say to you, well, I did. Sorry. I'm fucking moving on. All right. And we're talking about goddamn conspiracies and cover-ups, which you can see how it can happen on, like, an interpersonal level. Like I always say, when it comes to conspiracies, it's, it's so easy to look and see where the fucking, like, the middle line is because it's like, on one side of the fence, you can go as deep as you want to, and you can say uh, a dark satanic matter next to Saturn is producing a negative energy that the elite of the Earth want the secrets to, and therefore they're trying to do whatever they can to bridge the gap, and then the gap gets bridged because those dark forces want to prey upon our pure forces. Yep. Uh, you, you could go that far, and, and that's the type of thing you could say or believe, or you could go the exact other way and say, like, there's no way any conspiracy could happen. It would take too many people to be involved in it. There's no nefarious force out there that would want to shit on a good, old-fashioned, regular person, no matter how powerful they are, no matter how rich they are. They don't have – they're only in, – like, they're not interested in destroying the fabric of society. Yeah. But to me, always in the middle, it's uh, that Occam's razor shit. Yep. It's like – in my mind, if there's people out there that have found a way to make as much money as they possibly can, and they know how to continue to do that, and then money isn't even the object anymore, now their peers have all the money they want, and then they're, they're locked in a competition with one another to become the best of their group. And then that just continues on and on and on and on. It's just a group of the most powerful people that already have everything trying to get more. Well, what's more? And once you find more and you find more ways to get more, you're never going to stop. Nope. No one ever finds a way to get something and then gives up on it. Like a drug dealer is always my example. And I know I've said it on the show before. It's like, all right, you start selling drugs. You had no money. Now you're selling drugs. You're making pretty good money. You get caught. You go to jail for five months. Or are you going to come back out and not do that anymore? Nope. No, you're going to go and sell drugs again and not get, try to not get caught this time. Because, And it's not because you can't stop. You could stop. But now you know the secret to making all that money. So you're just going to keep doing it. Yep. It's just it's money. It's uh, people's hunger for power and the inability to slow down, recognize it in themselves, and fucking 
not shit on everybody along the way. It's what we talk about with serial killers. It's what we talk about with every pervasive sect of society. Sociopaths, psychopaths. Some people have the... Sometimes it's almost a superpower. Yeah. Or it's a super evil to be able to cut off the idea that anyone matters but them. Nope. Yeah. It, it happens to me, too. It's just not... It doesn't, it doesn't help me. But the people that it helps, like... It's really not that hard to believe that people are making up shit to feed you to make money off of you. It's not that yeah. hard to believe. No. And so if we go, if we still like, we're starting right up top at the, at, I'm, I don't like every podcast that's ever done September 11th, they go back and they talk about like, how did jihadi happen? How did Al Qaeda happen? Like, I don't care. I, I do care about that stuff, but I'm not trying to make the same exact September 11th show that everyone else is. And I also feel like everyone already knows that shit. Yeah. Everyone knows what happened September 11th. Uh, our, our research, department andy gave me a great outline and what he did is he he gathered up like the concise facts yeah and then me and you are gonna like debunk what's facts and also i think the other side of it is that some of the things that did happen just like every conspiracy theory where you see um where there is like oh that's bullshit it must have been orchestrated by the government. It's, it's not that cut and dry. Nothing's black and white. This is another thing I've been learning. Like, So just because the government did five things doesn't mean that they did 10 million things. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like with conspiracies. Just because, just because this happened, just because this thing happened, doesn't mean that kids didn't die at Sandy Hook. You get what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's like there can be one without the other. Everything's not a conspiracy. No. Some things are. They're real. And it, ju- just the first thing I w- like, want to talk about conspiracy-wise before we even get right to this 9-11, and uh, this is like remedial school shit, but if you, if you have like, – some people I've realized are not familiar with this at all, the Gulf of Tonkin. Yeah. Gulf of Tonkin is when the United States government tried to get false flag attacks orchestrated in America and on American citizens by Cuba. Yep. So what happened is that the military came up with the plan to have Cuban nationals shoot down a plane with nobody on it, but pretend that there was thousands of, like or hundreds of people on it, uh, have a warship get shot down, and have a bomb get shot into Florida. Yep. Uh, the five chief joints of staff signed off and approved it. It's real. You can just look at the document. It's, yeah, it's a declassified it document. It is declassified. It's yeah. 100% fact. Uh, JFK vetoed it. He was the only person standing in between that happening. Yep. And the reason they did that is because they wanted to wipe Cuba off the planet, but they had no justifiable way of doing that. Now, there's a thousand conspiracies as to why that happened. If you want to make it the most simplistic, uh, for ego, for oil, for power, for position. Yep. All the things that America does, just to be number one, you could easily say that. Well, we have a problem with them. We don't like communism. They've been shitty to us. They're not, they're not bending the knee to us. Yeah. So we want to blow them up. They're not, we don't have enough evidence to do it, so let's just do this to get it the fuck over with. And uh, not only that, but it's going to boost nationalism. It's going to boost patriotism yeah. because we got attacked and we wiped our enemy out. Yep. The reason I like to preface with the Gulf of Tonkin is because that has convinced me like when I've been all the way when I when I've gone to the extreme end of like, well, if all this chemtrail shit is bullshit and all this fluoride shit is bullshit, which I don't know what it is. I'm just throwing out examples. Yeah. 
all these things are bullshit, then it, every conspiracy must be bullshit. And yeah. I'm just trying to say it's not black and white. It's not like that. I did the opposite. Because, like, whenever I figured out about 9-11 and things like that, that's when I, I like, you know, I was younger, so I bought into all the conspiracies because there were so many things that were really fucking crazy about all this that didn't make any fucking sense. Yeah. You know? I, I remember where I was on 9-11. I, I skipped school. I was seventh grade. I told my parents yeah. I was sick. And I was like, I'm going to go for a walk. And around that time, I was going around to all the neighbor, the neighbors in the neighborhood, and I had a bag, and I was getting free on and just huffing free on like a motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. And uh came back home, and I was high as fuck. And my grandpa goes, he like had guns out and huffing shit. Huffing free was, on. Yeah. And just like before I pass over it, because yeah, I yeah. laughed at it. But you are the, like, <laughs> the, like someone make a huff culture shirt, please, because you're the ambassador. Like, you, you're a connoisseur. You've huffed. Yeah. All things huffable. Well, that's what's in fucking spray cans and shit. That's what gets you yeah. high. So. I know. I'm just, yeah. 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 That's what you huff, yeah. <laughs> like you're, yeah. The, you're the fucking huff master, dude. You're. Yeah. They were, the cops that came in the neighborhood and shit to fucking like, because <laughs> there's a bunch of fucking neighbors that like, they were low on Freon. They were like, somebody's around here stealing Freon. It was like, it was me, you know? Yeah. But uh, I came in, I was high as fuck, and my grandpa was like, Cleaning guns and shit. Yeah. They had the news on it. I was like, what the fuck's going on? And I was like, fucking ripped. Yeah. And he was like, uh, somebody attacked the Twin Towers. I was like, holy shit. And he was like, and a bomb went off. And I was like, whoa. He was like, he's like, and then they started, you know how they had the different levels, like the terror levels yeah, and shit? right. He was like, well, Arkansas is like one of, in one of the, like the higher terror levels. And he was like, showing me like how to clean a gun and like how to load it and shit. <laughs> and I'm fucking high. I'm free yeah. on, you know? Like, yeah, oh, yeah, fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was just fucking like, oh shit, you know? Yeah, no, it's just like, like an I Hate God album. Yeah, dude. It's like, <laughs> oh man. And like, I was in my room and I just kept watching the shit. And I was like, cause you know, you couldn't even watch like regular ass TV. Like, I was trying to watch Jerry Springer and shit. Oh, it was it's all 9 11. It's time. like the whole time. Like, and Cartoon I was like, Network was 9 11 footage. Yeah, dude. I was just like, <laughs> holy shit, man. I'm freaking out. And then like, they were like, it's an attack. And the second plane hit. And my grandpa was like, taking me out in the backyard. And we lived on a creek. And he's like, having me shoot out in the creek. Like, he's like, try to hit this branch. Yeah. You know? So he's like, teach me how to shoot. I'm like, fuck. He's like, yeah, we might have to kill some Sandy boys. That's such a polite way of saying it. Well, I didn't skip school again for a while, man. Yeah. I was scared to death. My grandpa creeped me out more than school did. That's what old people are good for, man. Yeah. Like my grandma, you know, who's all dementia out. Yeah. Like she just got on like one of her fucking things the other day and she was like, I'm tired of him watching me. Whoa. And yeah. I was like, Who's them? Because I always, like, so one thing that she does is she, like, you know, she recently broke her pelvis. Yeah. And so she went from the hospital to, like, a rehab center for a few weeks. And she just, like, she's stuck. She's stuck, like, in her younger years when her mom was alive on one end of it. Yeah. And she's also stuck in, like, you know, they moved into her newer house. Then she fell and hurt herself. And then, like, that rehab stay happened and they came back to that house. Yeah. She's never been able to, like, make peace with the fact that they live in that house now. Yeah. And so anytime she says some shit like that, <clears throat> I always assume she's just like remembering that she was recently in the hospital and there's all these people coming in and out and shit. And so I asked her, I was like, do you know where you're at? And she was like, yeah, I'm at home, which is rare. Like she doesn't normally. And she like, she's like almost completely forgotten. Like she has to be reminded who I am now. Yeah. There's like a newer thing that like it hasn't been like that. But you know, I like I cut all my fucking hair off. I, it's probably part of it. Yeah. But anyway, 
She's like, yeah, I'm at home. She's like, she's like every time, and she like lays in their bedroom alone a lot. She can't watch TV, like physically can't. It's just too confusing, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so she's like, well, I'm la- every every day when I lay back there, they show up. They're in the sky. They open the ceiling, and they just won't quit looking at me. And yeah. they don't say anything, and they don't move. And I was like, who are they? She's like, I I can't tell you what they look like, but I know what they look like. It's like, well, great. <laughs> That's awesome. It's fucking aliens. Yeah, yeah. It's something, dude. God damn. When I get that uh, old, it's going to be the opposite of that. Well, I like, like them looking she, at me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they watch she me can't pee. even tell you what she had for breakfast, but yeah. like, where the fuck does that come from and how am I supposed to sleep at night fuck, after man. hearing that shit? What if she's getting abducted, man? They're just yeah, sucking oh, her brains, I man. Mean, it would it'd be better for her, probably. Like, yeah, maybe. <laughs> shit. Yeah, but so, but uh, my nine eleven fucking experience is funny, and like I've told the story before, and I've like over funnied it. So I try like another thing I've been doing lately is like taking things that I've made in the jokes, and like trying to piece back and like remember what was funny about it to mm-hmm. like not only make it better, but like also remember the actual fucking facts of what happened. So I like two thousand one. Like I had only been, I'd only gone to school. Like I started high school in two thousand in Colorado Springs, and like didn't really have a lot of friends. And I had already, like, I was already just, like, such a bitter, like, life sucked, you know? Like, my mom was hitting me and shit. And, like, it just, I didn't want to be there. And so, like, the Kobe mechanism was just, like, dumb. Like, I was just trying to fucking be Chris Farley, basically. Yeah. Like, one thing that I would do all the time is, like, I would draw fucking abs onto my stomach. Uh-huh. And just, like, walk around the hallways with my fucking, like, shirt pulled up and shit. Because, like, this one vice principal <laughs> would get so mad about it. And it was like the super in shape guy named Coach Kuniko, who I feel like for a hundred percent fact was fucking one of the like he this dude like when he was the assistant wrestling coach he was I'm pretty sure he was only like in his mid thirties he was jacked I mean yeah. fucking jacked I mean like good looking guy cauliflower ears traps abs all that shit tan and he had like an assistant this fucking girl. Uh, named Destiny, like one of my friends is a mariner, so like this may come back in a hilarious way to me. I don't really care. This is the truth of what happened. But she was his like office assistant, uh-huh. which like, wasn't even a thing before that. Like she was always in his office and would like do errands for him. Like who, like what fucking high school student is a, like a personal assistant of a vice principal? That doesn't happen. I don't know, man. That's but funny. anyway, that guy like was just mad at fat. Like it would piss him off because he's like yeah. fucking like like in shape and jacked and like once <laughs> like doesn't like that shit. And so it was just like I knew I could fucking push his buttons and like make him rage out and shit. And there wasn't a lot he could do about it, you know. Yeah. And it was like right before I got emancipated, but like this, they are the school already knew and like already told everybody like it doesn't really matter what you do to this kid, like it ain't gonna work. Like you get like no punishment is gonna make him stop being the fucking way he is. Yeah. So like I it's just gonna make him worse. I'm just, yeah. I'm just like, <laughs> I'm like like I just constantly fuck off. You know. Like yeah. I'm, what I'm getting at is I don't take anything seriously. Like humor has always been my fucking reflective tool. Like that's my way. That's like always been like how I get through shit. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Like because most of the time you don't have to be like personal with people. Uh, people like it, and it also doesn't give people the chance to like pick and exploit at you when you're like being fucking funny all the time. So, like, 9-11 happens, right? Yeah. And we're in my fucking home economics class. And, like, in that classroom was this fucking kid named Trevor who was, like, an like an early adopter of, like, old United Kingdom-style anarchy punk rock. Yeah. Like, he was, like, into the Sex Pistols and Crass and shit. Like, you know, your most basic entry-level shit. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. he had, like, your fucking giant orange mohawk leather jacket. Like, for sure, poser, but we all are when we're kids. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. 
But, like, instantly we started, like, making jokes about it, which made the teacher fucking furious. But then on top of that, everyone was freaking out and, like, trying to hold it together adult-wise, which some of the kids would have never thought about, is that that NORAD, which we're going to hear about in this, that, like, scrambles planes and is, like, a, yeah. it's a missile defense base and a strategic military strike center located in Cheyenne Mountain in Colorado. It's like, 15 minutes from where I was going to school at. So people are freaking the fuck out. Like, yeah, like yeah. adults are trying to be cool about it. They're about to send everybody home, which is what ends up happening. But they, they're, like, almost certain in their mind, like, especially after they hit the Pentagon, that NORAD is like, oh, like, we're at war. This is a target. And it makes sense that it's a target because it is, it's where, like, we send out strikes from. Like, if you, something was going to get bombed, if somebody, like, if we would have stopped one of those planes with a bomb, right? Yeah. The command to do it would have come from NORAD. Yeah. And so if an enemy knew that, like, they know they have to take that place out. And that's why it's built into a mountain, and so it's hard to get to. Like, there's a reason it's there, but you could get to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we're going to have a war to keep them from getting there. But, like, you don't want to fucking be at school when a, a war breaks out over who bombs your mountain. So, every, like, tensions are fucking high as shit. And this, the kid Trevor, there was a, uh, the girl that I ended up fucking dating, like, moving in with, and then she cheated on me with, like, a 40-year-old piercing artist. Yeah, yeah. Like, I... I had like never interacted with her very much, but she was like six foot one or two, which is like giant for a fucking girl. Yeah. And I was like, but I was probably, I, I would assume I was like an inch shorter than, like, I assume I probably grew an inch over the years, but who the fuck knows? I was tall, you know, in fact. And uh, that kid, like, we're getting out of the classroom, we're like jammed in there, and he like looks at her and looks at me, and he's like, Hey, Twin Towers, why don't you go down on each other? <laughs> and I was like, and I just remember being like super embarrassed by that, but it was also hilarious. And I was like, looked at her, I was like, that's fucked up, but I would. Yeah. Like trying to keep it funny. And she did not like cringe at it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, it didn't happen that day, but like later down the line, like, I, well, obviously we ended up dating. That's the first girl that I ever like really did much of anything with. Mm -hmm. And like, so, you know, like you're a kid. You've been like thinking about all the things you're gonna do to a, a lady when you get the chance. Oh yeah! It's like I instantly went down on her. Right. So like first thing I didn't know <laughs> you had to like factor into your life was pubes. Had no idea. Yeah. Were they big? Oh man. Like beyond. Well, and she like had dreadlocks. And was, was like making like, out with a dog's was, ass. Like, a earth, very earthy. <laughs> oh, it, dude. It like a very unhygienic situation. Oh yeah. And for like a teenager, I like that kind of man. Yeah, but, but you don't when it's your like. Yeah. You probably do for a similar reason that I do because that was my first experience with it. Yeah. So I just ended up like licking, I like a work pussy man looking away at this fucking trash pile for yeah. not knowing what I'm doing. So it takes like an extra long time. And she was never like you know we're both in an awkward spot. So she was never like yeah that you like you're not good at this or stop. It's just like dude, I trudged for like 45 minutes. Yeah. Like my face is hurting like it and it stinks and it's like it's all bad. It, yeah. it was all bad things. But like. I stuck around through that, and uh, also there's no one to dispute the evidence because she died of multiple sclerosis. So. <laughs> Fuck, like, man. I, well, like, like another funny thing I remember about that. You fucking Norelco her, and that's yeah. how she got it? <laughs> yeah, that'd be tight, dude. <laughs> like, if, if I carried, like, the multiple sclerosis genes and, like, every other fucking... Your taste buds? Puss, like, every other fucking puss I chomp, someone gets, fuck like, crippled up to death. <laughs> oh. Didn't Montel Williams that fucking like they, that dude got MS? Like, what if? It yeah, was but you you know he's like the spokesperson for Nambla, National Manboy Lovers Association. No. I swear, no dude. way, dude. 
And he's also that motherfucker that's always on like trying to sell you those stupid ass copper fucking knee braces. I don't, like I don't even have time to think about that. But if Montel's a pedophile, like the world we live in is the worst place. I mean, I guess he's not a pedophile. Apparently, yeah, well, what do you mean? No apparently, that's like, what he yeah, says. Like, but uh, grown men, you know, I love boys. I love to think about fucking them, and I would just like. I, no, I've never done it. You know, never yeah. happened. Uh, but I, I, if society would accept it, I would. Like, come on, <laughs> no, dude, that's a pedophile for sure. Anyway, yeah. Uh, yeah, and, like, I, like going back to that dumb shit is, like, I just remember being, like, such a dumb teenager and, like, finding out about, like, metal and, and horror music. I was, like, fucking around with this dude one time. We are talking about, like, selling our souls for shit. And you know how you'll, like, try to, try to be, like, I'm going to sell my soul for this, like, all this dumb shit. And then my brain, I was low-key, like, like I, I don't ever want my fucking girlfriend to leave is, like, what I'm thinking in my mind. Like, I'll sell my soul to, like, keep this fucking relationship yeah. for forever. And then, uh, like, one, like, one I saw, like, I went back to... Colorado Springs, or I was talking to somebody, I can't remember, but anyway, someone was like, she got MS, and I was like, who the fuck is that? Mostly Satan? What the fuck yeah. happened here? <laughs> like, I had to look and see what it was, and then, uh, didn't think, like, I thought I was like, well, that's funny, the fucking cheating bitch got shut down, and then a couple of years later, somebody, like, posts pictures from their, the high school reunion, like, the 10 or 15 year fucking high school reunion, and, uh, it was, like, a, a in memory of table, and her picture was on it, and I was like, oh, damn, she fucking died, dude. <laughs> like, and he chomped down on that fucking yeah, what, or what Sigourney. If, what if, like, I got it from that. Yeah. <laughs> like, Is that like a fucking Sigourney Weaver beaver, but it's yeah. all fucking furred out? Yeah, man. yeah, yeah. It was that, that same hairstyle from fucking Alien. Anyway, while that's going on in our fucking lives, and I'm sure you've thought about what was going on in your life, 8.32 a.m. is when FAA officials were notified Flight 11 had been hijacked they, in turn, noti- no- notified North American Aerospace Defense Command, which is the long-term word for the acronym NORAD, which I was just talking about. So, like I was saying, NORAD's response is to scramble two F-15s from Otis National Guard Base in Massachusetts, and they were airborne by 8.53 a.m. So, we're talking, you know, not quite 20 minutes, uh, 19 minutes to be precise. Slow and commute and confused communication from the FAA NORAD uh, that they had nine minutes to notice that flight 11 had been hijacked and they had no notice of any other flights before the planes crashed. So after both towers were hit, more fighters were scrambled from Langley Air Force Base in Virginia at 930 a.m. So, again, the towers have been struck. They're not paying attention to the other flights and they feel there's like not a communication going on with the FAA and NORAD, right? Yeah. 10.20 a.m., Vice President Dick Cheney issued orders to shoot down any commercial aircraft that could possibly be identified as being hijacked. Those instructions were ordered too late to have made any change, and it had all happened by then. So there, in other words, that command to do that needed to happen to keep these things from happening at about 8 basically it happened hours too late, but if that call would have gone out at 8.50 a.m., none of this would have happened. Yeah. And that's a big gamble to go into the non-conspiracy side. Like, it's hard to know, okay, this plane's been hijacked. You don't know for sure that it's going to crash into anything. I mean, there had been several hijackings before. Uh, Like, in the 70s, there's a famous American criminal who I should have got his name. You could easily Google this shit and be mad at me for it later. There's a guy that successfully hijacked a 747 
on his second attempt, because he had seen people do it in other countries, mm-hmm. was able to hold the plane hostage, get $2 million in cash in the 70s, die from the plane, lose the $2 million in cash because he didn't strap the bag to the parachute the right way, because he didn't know how, because he was just winging it, because you could get away with that shit in the 70s. Yep. And then go to prison because he went back and tried it a third time. So hijackings aren't unheard of. And they happened all over the world in, like, political trade-offs. Uh, you know, international flights with passengers from several different countries would get hijacked. And then terrorists, quote-unquote, would use those political passengers or passengers from the country to get their political prisoners freed or get things that they wanted. So, again, I'm just trying to set the precedent. You can't say shoot down commercial aircraft when you don't know. You're talking about D.B. Williams. D.B. Williams, yeah. Dude, uh, there's a podcast called Criminal where he talks about the whole thing. One of the most fascinating things I've ever heard in my fucking life. It's insane. Number one, cool-ass dude. D.B. Cooper, I'm sorry. D.B. Cooper. Cooper. Number one, cool-ass dude. Yeah. Call me. And just, he casually, and I mean like, you're telling somebody where the best barbecue sandwich in town is and, and describing the last time you ate it. That's how he describes this shit. He rocks. <laughs> he fucking got rad. away with it one time and then didn't get to keep the cash and was like, I'm fucking going back. <laughs> like, dude, this guy rocks. Uh, but yeah, so, okay. So then early on the morning of September 11, 2001, 19 hijackers took control of four commercial airliners. We know this. Two were Boeing 757s. Two were Boeing 767s. Those are all four giant fucking planes. Yep. If you fly a lot like I do, you're generally on a 737. Uh, if you're on the ones where it's like three seats on one side, three sides, three seats on the other side with a huge island between them, like the ones where it's three seats and two seats, that's 737. Three seats on both sides and a defined first class and then a defined business class and then coach – so it goes from, like, one seat, a row, one seat, a row, one seat, first class. Business class, two seats, row, two seats, row, two seats, row. Coach, or whatever they fucking call coach now, three seats, row, three seats. Yep. 747 is where it's, like, three seats in coach, two in the middle, and then three more seats. So, like, when we would go to Hawaii, those planes that were, like, God damn, these are giant. That's a yeah. 747. Yeah. 757, so like a 767, I've never been inside one. There's been points in my time in my life where for almost a year I flew every week. It's a giant fucking plane that's like the the international flights. It's that shit where you see where like first class is a hotel room. You know, like they have the bed and this pod to lay down in and shit. That's like your 767. It's a giant fucking plane. Uh, Three were headed to LAX. One was headed to SFO, which is San Francisco. Their takeoffs were all from Logan International Airport in Boston, Massachusetts, Newark Liberty International Airport in New Jersey, Washington Duels Airports, uh, and then that's the Washington, D.C. airport, but it's in Virginia. All, they were, again, they're all, like, international flights is what I'm getting at. So, like, there was a lot of, there was, like, when things, for them to get hijacked in America, they were already expected to make call like like you check in along the way, so they, everyone already knew that there was a problem, right? That's going to be important when we get to why why this was such a slow response time, uh, because instantly they're not where they're supposed to be, and that this is the type of thing that we have an entire system 
like, you know, millions of people work to keep this fucking the sky highway flowing. Yeah. And and for shit like this to get noticed right away. Uh, United Airlines flight 175 was the Boeing 167 that left from Logan at 814, headed to L.A., nine crew members, 51 passengers, and the five hijackers. The hijackers flew this plane into the southern uh, face of the south tower of the World Trade Center in New York, first hit, 9.03 a.m. So, again, they would have had to put the call out around 8.30 to get these flights intercepted by military aircraft right yeah and i i think too like before we move away from this because this is something that they didn't talk about in loose change and i haven't heard talked about much before because of like it happened and then everyone wants to like dissect the other details of like how the explosion happened why this blow up i would think if someone hijacked a plane right and you immediately scrambled military jets to intercept it and you don't again you don't know that it's going to be flown into something but yeah. you're there, and if you're, like, you know, half a mile away from New York City, and it's the same level that the World Trade Centers are, like, number one, can the plane get in the way of the other plane? Is that something that can't happen? I don't know. Like, I've seen fucking Air Force One <laughs> where they take, those, yeah. they take those jets, and one flies beneath it, and one flies in front of it. Yeah. I've seen Star Wars where planes, they get, like, real close to each other. Independence Day. Independence Day, same <laughs> thing. It's like... Yeah. But you like you watch the Blue Angels, for example, the, yeah. the air shows. They fly in like a six plane diamonds and formations and, and move all around each other and very tight. Yeah. So it seems like that like those planes could have definitely easily stopped it. I mean, we're gonna find out why, even non conspiratorially, that factually happened. It's just you, yeah. Like you have to start look like when I want to start at the top of this so we can look at every facet. Yeah. And like, not even talk about like all the pre-dating Osama bin Laden bullshit and just dissect like you could like that could have been avoided the first one could have easily been avoided the fact that the second one wasn't should just raise every like everyone should just go like all right wait a fucking minute you know like let's backtrack on all the other shit that's taking place on all the other theories how the fuck did it happen twice yep how like the planes were in route is what you're saying? Like, what the fuck happened? I mean, you know, it's, it's still infuriating. So then American Airlines Flight 777, which was a 757, the one that left Washington Dulles International Airport at 8.20 a.m. en route to L.A. with a crew of six passengers, six, crew of six, 53 passengers, five hijackers on that plane as well. That's the one that flew into the western face of the Pentagon in Arlington County, Virginia at 9.37 a.m. You, you know, and that that one's the bit like, you know, just trying to get through the facts. But we, we all know we can all say now no fucking flame flew into the Pentagon. It didn't happen. Yeah, didn't fucking happen. Uh, United Airlines flight 9093, a Boeing 757 departed Newark International Airport at 842 a.m. En route to San Francisco. Again, 20 minutes later after the plane that's been missing that flew. From the Washington airport to the Pentagon, it took 90 minutes. 90. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's 10 minutes away. United Airlines, the, the one that, 8.42 a.m., en route to San Francisco. It had a crew of seven. It had 33 passengers, four hijackers. This is where passengers attempted to subdue the hijackers, but the plane crashed into a field 
Stony Creek Township near Shanksville, Pennsylvania, 10.03 a.m. Of course, the official report says that the plane was intended to hit the White House or somewhere in the Capitol. Mm -hmm. The 9-11 Commission final report says the hijackers had recently purchased multi-tools with locking blades, which were not forbidden on the planes at the time, and there was also an alleged bomb. No proof of that, but, you, you know, you can't easily say, all right, these guys just said they had a bomb and that made people nervous which yeah. that would work that yeah. would work you know if they're like here's the button to the bomb like i get it you know but you know also you know you're gonna fucking go down anyway uh that that get to the second one that hit the fucking towers you get to the first one you ain't got to the second one yet yeah yeah okay well it looks like my man andy fucking missed it but but like i know exactly what happened i mean it, it in, you know in between Da, 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 da. Yo, no, no, I said it. I just breezed over it because, okay. uh, yeah, let me backtrack. Again, this is the beauty of fucking podcasting and not editing. Uh, the one that departed Logan at 7.59 en route to Los Angeles, 11 crew, 76 passengers. That's where I fucked off. This is the first plane. It hit at 8.46. I did say that part, but I was reading it as the second one. The second one hit at 9.03, right? Mm-hmm. So, again, the 8.30 call to action, which should have happened. It doesn't make sense that it didn't. Like, that would have stopped everything in my mind. But I could be wrong. They yeah. made, like, you know, obviously Independence Day is bullshit. <laughs> yeah. So, like, you know, maybe that fucking flying close together shit is bullshit, too. Maybe it's too risky. Who the fuck knows, man? Uh, but I do know it, it's, it, you know, absurd that it happened four fucking times. And where everything starts glaringly falling apart to me as, uh, like, not even knowing... And this was instantly, as a teenager, not even knowing the fucking nefarious plot, reasons why 9-11 could have happened. <clears throat> Other than, you would be like, well, obviously they want to sell patriotism and nationalism to people because of like yeah. what the immediate reaction was. But like day of, or next day, they're already talking about this fucking voicemail that this guy left, right? Yeah. And they've already pieced together this entire story, how... Uh, a, a group of passengers has gotten together and they've, they've gathered up their trays. Well, number one, no, you didn't. Your tray is attached to your fucking seat. Yeah. You can't pull that off. No. I'm a, like, I've seen people way bigger than me on planes. I'm a fucking giant ogre. I can put, I can push off of that to stand up. Like if I put both of my hands on that and I put all my weight on it, to push myself up to stand up using my legs, not at all. And I've done it just to see, just to see. I can be like, whoopsie, like yeah. mad on a flight. Like, if it breaks, it breaks. I'm not really trying to break it, but I'm trying to break it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing yeah. fucking happened. Nothing. Yeah. So I agree. I understand. But, like, also, you could be like, well, technology's changed. Well, it has not. It hasn't changed on planes. No. The planes you ride on are from the fucking 90s most of the time. Yeah. They're old as shit. You have no idea. You think about, like, the most recent shit – with that Boeing 737 that went down on an international flight. In Malaysia? A, in Malay- no, yeah. no, 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 no. Uh, not the one that, like, went all the way missing. Oh, uh, okay. But the other one. Recently, yeah, yeah. like, within the last year, there was a flight. There was two flights that wrecked, and they were, like, a boat. They were, like, newer Boeing planes. And uh, there was something with the navigational system that, like, made pilots not know exactly where they were at. And it was telling... The tower, they were somewhere else. So, like, through their communication, 
you know, the planes like wrecked full of fucking passengers. Yeah. And then they ended up like pulling the Boeings in America and everywhere, I think, finally to like work out the problem. And, you know, of course, like Boeing wouldn't take responsibility from it. But the, what I took away from that entire thing when I was like listening to it one day was like, I forget to charge my headphones or some show, listen to NPR. And I listened to it a day when that was all going on. And they were they were talking about how like updates to planes don't happen that often. And specifically where they were like someone, the NPR person was like, well, what the American people need to know is the 737s that they're flying on. Is it the same plane? And the representative for Boeing was like, no, you know, 80 percent of the planes of the 737s that are in the sky right now were manufactured in like 1992. Yeah. So no, you know, technology number one hasn't changed that much. So no one ripped any trays off to defend themselves against yeah. jihadi terrorists. Uh, and in, somehow they surmised from that voicemail that they have they have box cutters. Yep. Uh, they are saying they have a bomb, but they're gonna they're gonna challenge them. They're gonna take them on. And they've already they're already piloting the ship. They've already got the pilot. So the group comes together, and while this this and also again, and I've I've looked this up over and over again. So like like I think back to two thousand and one, right? Basically, everyone had a cell phone. Yeah, I did not because I was bottom of the barrel scum poor. I was about to say this this right here is very important. Yes, this, the cell phone part. Right, a bottom of the barrel poor. Um, that said, I'm like. And I've Googled it over and over again, and I find mixed results. Fairly certain seats on that there was not a phone on planes you could call anybody on. No, and cell phones, absolutely, did not. They don't work now. No. So, how the fuck did that call get made? And then, do that, you do you really think if you're in a life and death situation too? Again, like, but just before because the cell phone part is a big thing. But just like one second before yeah. my, I forget my fucking thought, like. We've all been in stressful situations. Like, I have been inspired. Like, I'm generally, you know, I just told you, like, mentally how I'm poor at handling things. Physically, I'm not, I'm not really like that. Like, the, like, it's not a good thing, but a lot of times I could be, like, in a confrontation, and I, I, there's no fear. I'm too calm, and I still would never pull some prolific shit out of my fucking ass. Like, all right, we got a group together. We're going to take them on. I just wanted you to know I love you. If I don't make it home, we're about to do this thing. Let's roll. Yeah. That that just did not fucking happen. But the only reason why that's publicized that way is to get people to be like, man, patriotism. You yes. Know? Right. So the, the cra- the, here's the thing with the cell phone shit is that that happened multiple times right. during the attacks. Uh, one, one of the guys, I can't remember his name. He called his mom supposedly and said his first and last name. Hey, this is first and last name. Mom, some men are on the on this plane. They're taking over, and they're going to try to crash this plane. Do you believe me? And she said, I can't really hear you. He said, but, Mom, do you believe me? Yeah. She said it repeatedly. But, that, like, that's a that's something that they put on the news and some other stuff. But it's like, okay, so why would you say your first and last name to your mom, who gave you your fucking name in the first place? And then another one was a woman calling 911. Yeah. Like, so, like, that doesn't make any sense. No, you, of course it doesn't you know, make sense. Uh, how are you going to call nine one one? So where what's the nine one one call? Is it going to so whenever you go from like fucking like Washington D.C. to the next state over, yeah. does it cut over to the next nine one one center? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. See what I'm saying? Like, 
So the the technology is not there. No. That, there's a reason why it makes you put not. your phone on fucking airplane mode when well, you get on because it dis, it disrupts the fucking radio signal supposedly. Allegedly. I yeah. never have believed that in my fucking life. Yeah. And they don't even make you do like they tell you to put it in airplane mode. Dude, I've never done it one time. Yeah. Never fucking done it once. In fact, you'll remember when I used to just be a shit about it because like the contrarian that I am. And again, this is like my like you know it's funny to look back on now. Like in the future, when these things happen, like just fuck, point them out and talk to me about them. <laughs> like, I do all the time. These are fucking small cries for help. Is that I just got into this thing? Like, li- like lately, it's been me shitting all over the TSA. I'm just like such. I just challenge. But all you things. should. Well, yeah, but they fucking suck. But like the helpless fucking stewardesses would be like, I would be like, have my phone out, and they'd be like, I just wouldn't answer their question. Like, is that is your phone off on airplane mode? And I'd be like, don't worry about it. And they'd be like, well, you have to be like, why? And they'd be like, because guidelines say. I was like, yeah, but why? Like, it, c- could it make the plane crash? Because I'm going to tell you now, I've never turned it off. And they just, like, trap this fucking basically victim in a conversation that she's just trying to fucking, you know, do her job and wait tables. And I'm like, yeah. ma'am, uh, you know what I would do in, a, in that life or death situation, right? Like, let's say me and you are on a plane and, like, someone around us has got fucking phone service, which, you know, it still can't happen today. It, it's, it, it's impossible. Let's say someone around us has got phone service and they're able to, to call out, right? It's me or, and it's me and you. I'm going to grab the guy by his fucking shirt. It's going to be the Hollywood moment where you shake them and you knock sense to him. I'm like, sir, sir, who are you calling? He's going to say, I'm like, no. Does your dad know you're gay yet? Yeah. That's so it. Let, yeah. Let that be my last words, you know? <laughs> That'd be so tight. <laughs> I'll just say, man, I mean, I just, like, it. If a whole plane of motherfuckers are going to nut up and fucking stop some terrorists, they're going to stop them. Yeah. If it's like one or two dudes, man. I mean, I, now, I could believe, it. like, I don't believe it at all. Yeah. I just try to, I'm trying, like, I, you know, to try and follow Occam's Razor and see, like, the what's and the what ifs. I could see where the point where you realize you no matter what happens you are going to die yeah because for me i feel like and again i don't know because i'm not in the situation have been in the situation i feel like that like if not before I'm, honestly with me most likely i'm gonna like go rogue and like ruin the whole thing by like jumping in way too early and just try like trying to fight my way out of it yeah but if that didn't happen and i was like getting with a group of people i'm really gonna try to like lead the charge the most. Yeah. The exact moment when I realize no matter what happens here, I'm going to fucking die. Yeah. It doesn't matter if they do have a bomb and blow the plane up. It doesn't matter if they cut my throat with a fucking box cutter. If those aren't my fate, then my fate is they're, they are going to crash this plane. Yeah. So no matter what happens, I'm going to die. That's the moment. Samurai death. Now, if that happened, if that happened with these people... It's hard to say that it wasn't too late. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I and I and I'm saying that because I also feel like that's going to be the that is going to be the the most like reliable human response I could imagine. It's like you don't want to risk it, right? Like if they're not going to kill you, and from what I understand, and there's no way to fucking tell because I don't believe any of the audio. Yeah. Supposedly they're saying like you're not going to die as long as you leave us alone, which is the right strategy because if you tell them they're going to die, then they're going to attack you. Yeah. If you you have to leave them with the hope of being alive, so that way it, no, every single person doesn't go to have the same thought. We're going to die anyway. Then we're I'm I'm not going out. I'm going to like you're coming with me. You know. Yeah. 
if that moment was too late, right, if the plane's already descended and there's no pilot to take care of it, right, I, I could see it crashing. I understand that, right? Like, that is not the unbelievable part to me. It becomes unbelievable when they add this element of heroism and the, the yeah. Captain America story. Don't, like, get the fuck out of here with that. And then, it, and then if that is what happens, it doesn't, like, it, it, beca- it becomes to where it doesn't matter because you've already lied. And once you've already made this giant lie, nothing else is believable. Well, let's just go ahead and put this out there. The same day they're running a uh, uh, exercise for a terrorist attack yeah. with planes. Yeah, yeah. I'm getting to that, but I'm yeah. saying that to say um, if we do double talk in this, I, I was saying to Buddy and you guys at the top of the podcast, like, whatever comes to our brains, we're going to, like, go in on that. that I, yeah. I figure that's the best way to do this, right? Okay. Because – like we're both pretty knowledgeable yeah. about nine eleven. We're not experts. I know there's some of you out here who are probably already screaming about shit we're missing. That's fine. Yeah. You know, people have div- dove so like people have made this their entire lives, and good for you. I don't think we're really no man. No, I don't. I don't think yeah, we are yeah. either. But I'm just. I'm, we just hadn't got to it yet. We're, 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 we're like at the fresh part of the episode, yeah. uh, and I'm just saying if we double talk because I yeah. like we we're going to get to that. But yeah, uh, <laughs> like, th- what is the explanation? Because again, I tried to look it up. And I'm, I'm asking because I never found the definitive answer that made sense to me at all. Why were they having drills the same time, the same day? Because that is where the communication breakdown was. Yeah. Like, why didn't planes get sent to this? Because the United States military, out of the same bases that planes got scrambled from, with the call from NORAD were running war games. And yeah. the war games were a simulation that terrorists had done exactly this. Yeah. They had come, hijacked commercial aircraft, and flown them into the Capitol yeah. and the World Trade Center. And the, like, so we are faking that, supposedly, while it's actually going on. Mm-hmm. And again, if you want to look at the... If you want to go totally right brain, no conspiracy involved... Well, it's just basically impossible to do that. Yeah. But even if it happened on the up and up, because, like, this type of attack, it's not like it's that hard to predict. Yeah. Because, like I said, hijackings happen all the time. And, like, the terrorists that, the boogeyman that we've been presented to, they're just the any ship in the storm type of attacker. Yeah. It doesn't matter what it is, how grand, how big, how small. I mean, that's the devil that we were presented. Yeah. You know? Now, I honestly think that the entire Muslim terrorist is completely a, a years gone by fictionalized character invented by the United States government to yeah. have an easy enemy. And I also think that some of those cells have gotten away from them yeah. and really believed, but, but they taught them those things, right? Yeah. Anyway, so like... It's it's not crazy to think that the government would run, and they should be doing this. They should be running a simulation like that. That should happen. That's yeah. a good thing. But how, like, how at the exact time? How? Well, what what also what's crazy about it too is the the fact that during the simulation they told NORAD to stand down. Yeah. Well, and, because they told them it was part of the simulation. Yeah. And the audio that you can hear from NORAD, which you can hear like. Easiest thing for me to tell you to do is like look at loose change because again YouTube is like completely buried all these videos. Yeah, you have to like search exact details to find them. Yeah, 
And what they do is they, like, put shit way down in the feed. Yeah. So it's like, you know, if you Google something, you look at Google, and, like, the top things that come up are advertisements, but they say advertisement. Yeah. And then supposedly the next thing that comes up is the most clicked on because it's the most relevant link pertaining to what you're getting to. Yeah. YouTube does the same thing that Google, like, you know, so YouTube, uh, Google puts all those ads in front of the first natural result. Mm-hmm. YouTube does that, but they just put whatever videos are next in line yeah, all the way in front of that. So, like, your video, if you're just searching, like, 9-11, the good one is 30 pages back. Yeah. No one alive is going 30 pages back to find it. And usually... That does that. That wouldn't tr- like make anything click in your brain because what you're used to doing is looking something up, and then you see the best offering that the internet has instantly. That's yeah. what you're used to because that's what normally happens. Mm-hmm. Which I said it at the, at the beginning of this. You know, if, if there's nothing to cover up, then why? Yeah. Why? Well, so yeah. Uh, Operation Northwoods is a, is a this example of what we're talking about. If we're talking about conspiracies, where you would basically uh, create a terroristic threat from another country. Yeah, do things like make planes fly into buildings. Uh, Operation Northwoods is a declassified document where they specifically talk about this, and on the pamphlet it has the twin towers. In a Target center. And so yeah. the same thing with the New American Century, when they handed out the pamphlet for that, it also had that in there too. Yeah. Um, so uh, it, there's so many things that involve this. Larry Silver, Silverstein, who is the guy who uh, owned the Twin Towers at the time, he signed a 99-year uh, lease on the buildings. Yeah. And in the lease, there is, I think it's a $23 billion uh, insurance policy for terrorism. $23 billion insurance policy for terrorism. Just specifically for that. I, right. I, the number could be wrong, but I, I it think doesn't it's, matter. A, it's a It's a multi-billion dollar insurance yeah. policy. But, again, uh, keep your train of thought going. I'm not trying to like, yeah. just stop you. But that's that of itself is not insane yeah. because we're talking about billions in property, billions in businesses, mm-hmm. and the World Trade Center had been bombed before by terrorists. Yeah. So... It's not so, like it's not that in of itself is not a red flag, but it, it does pertain to what is a red flag. And then uh, also after I think either I think right after he signed it, he also they did some remodeling in the buildings, yeah. Which will, which will come up later, and I'll make that point later on of why this is important. But right now we're just kind of getting into the yeah. I'm about to I'm about to go to the damage, like what happens to the buildings, yeah, the lives, um. And before that, you said you talked about how Operation Northwoods had the Twin Towers on the pamphlet, yeah. right? Now, you could say, well, it's the largest, most iconic structure in America. You have the New York City skyline, the biggest city, yeah, the best of everything. Well, it's, and it's been a target before in the 90s. Somebody tried to bomb it. Exactly. And it, didn't, it wasn't successful. But again, so you, you could say that that's just coincidence by way of it being that yeah right uh and then if you like just depends on how your brain works you could go no conspiracy or conspiracy i'm not gonna say that anymore just think that when i'm giving you like logic and then saying something absurd i'm just drawing that line you get it now right i've said it enough times right (laughs) we get it uh 
all of the fucking pop culture art that depicted September 11th happening exactly. And then this came up again to me because I made, I made a joke about it online. Like, Gracie had been asking me about getting her own phone. And I was like, okay, but you have to watch the entire first Matrix. <laughs> like, yeah. You have to, like, understand what technology could be because I got taken to see the Matrix when I was in fourth grade, nine yeah. years old, maybe ten years old. The reason why is a radar movie. Uh, my friend's dad, the same guy who when I used to make my little sketches and record the audio of them, mm -hmm. I insinuated that he had sex with their family dog, Skippy. Yeah. And my grandparents heard me insinuating in a skit that he had sex with their family dog because his mom found the tape in my friend's room, was shocked by the accusation, yeah. called my grandfather to tell him that I had been saying that her husband took it for literal, been having sex with their family dog. She asked him <laughs> if he had been fucking the dog. So just imagine, like, I'm empathetic because, like, that dude, like, he collected baseball cards. And, like, what I mostly, he worked all week long. And I was usually gone by the time he got home and shit. Mm -hmm. So what I most knew him from was, like, number one, collecting baseball cards and talking about them and being stoked about them. But mainly, like, on the weekends, he would just sit on the couch and watch baseball and fold laundry. Yeah. was a good man. <laughs> he didn't do anything yeah, wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so imagine you're folding laundry, enjoying a day with your family. They had, dude, they had five kids. Your wife storms in. Have you ever been fucking skippy? <laughs> and then just having to process that and, like, walk it back, like, Skippy, the dog, yeah. the three-legged Jack Russell Terrier we have. Yeah, hey, Jack have, Russell. <laughs> <laughs> have I been fucking it? Is this a real question? <laughs> like, I can just see going through the whole process. Depending on the, the fucking diet it had that day, it's either smooth or fucking crunchy. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Crack it open, <laughs> Skippy's jar. <laughs> <laughs> and then the absurdity continues to play out. And I wish, man, I would do anything to remember. It was like a, some dumb song I made, and I, like, I, like, I've made one up because it's funny to do it now, but I can't remember the exact thing, you yeah. know? And so I'm just trying to be, like, authentic to that because it leads to watching The Matrix. Uh, she, so she calls my grandpa, answers the phone. And, I'm, and you, know, you know when you get a phone call where you're, like, in trouble? Yeah. Like, how you have no idea what's being said, but you instantly can feel the mood shift. Like, you didn't have to hear a word. You didn't have to see anything. You just know in your heart you're fucked, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. You, like, they'll shoot you a sharp look. Oh, yeah. And you're just like, oh, shit. It's that principal's office feel, man. Yeah. yeah. You know you're in some shit. And at any given time, I've caused so much chaos in every area of my life. It could be one of a thousand things. You did that shit to me, man. You, like, gave me that phone and recorded the voicemail. It was uh, like, hey, it's Buddy. I'm out here sucking dicks. I'm not answering phone calls. But it used to be, it used to be, it used to be your fucking phone. Yeah. And so your fucking grandpa called thinking it was you, but then you were like, oh, no, I'll give Buddy that phone. And he was like, yeah, I heard he's gay. Yeah, that's And then, true. like, when but I got true. when I got married the first you time. You are gay. <laughs> I guess <laughs> when I got fucking married the first time, like he was like surprised I was married yeah. to a woman. She's yeah. like, he's yeah, like, I never went back and corrected it. He thought, yeah, he, like, yeah, he yeah, thought yeah. You were gay. Oh, and on top of that, don't let me forget where we're at in the Skippy story. Okay. On top of that, one time they were out of town and we were hanging out at, at their house. That's now my house. And, uh, you used to like get naked yeah. and like 
do the uh, Buffalo Bill where you'd pop in with your dick tucked between your legs yeah. and you had a pussy and like fruit bowl, yeah. It would be funny, you know? Yeah, yeah. And like you were, were gone for a long period of time, which generally meant that you were cooking something up. <laughs> yeah. And like seven point five times out of ten it was that, right? Yeah. And so we're waiting for you and you pop out and we shove you out the door and lock the doors. So now you're naked outside with no clothing. Yeah. And you were and not only that, but we left you out there for like a fucking hour. Yeah. And like you had no way of communicating with anybody. You're just trying to find ways in the house. Well, a very nice gay couple used to live across the street mm-hmm. from my grandparents that took note of like the fucking muscular naked hunchback <laughs> walking around the fucking yard for an hour. And like it's cool because they didn't call a cops or anything, but they just like were, they were, I think that they were trying to find out if I was gay for my grandpa because yeah, they were yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. Uh, this conversation was basically from what I understand like oh you know we heard you're out of town this weekend and my grandpa's like yeah and he's like well my grandpa was like did, did they have did you see any like parties or anything that should have been going on and they were like no and like, I didn't live there I should say like I was just like they were gone and I yeah. had a key to the house so we like went to hang out there you know we were like 20 yeah and uh they're like, no, th- no parties, but there was, like, a pretty sexy young man butt naked in the yard for a long time. Yeah. And so that, like, my grandpa had some questions, and I was like, I just told him, like, no, but he got naked to try to be funny, and we locked him out of the house. Yeah. Yeah, he and, was and, like, and he was like, he was like, he got naked, and I was like, oh, yeah, well, like, Buddy's gay. Yeah. So, like, it's funny to that him. That pretty gay, sexy skateboard ramp <laughs> yeah. fucking running yeah. around. I was like, yeah, like, you know, like, Buddy's gay. And so, like, he thinks it's fun to try to, like, make us gay, you know? Yeah. And he's like, like, he, he's like, grew up in the Great Depression and is like, number one, so shocked that there is someone gay. Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. it's not something he's ever physically faced before. Yeah. And then number two... He now knows that my best friend, who like looks suspiciously like me, yeah. there's like a pretty good chance that our moms for sure had sex with the same person. Yeah, like perhaps our half brothers is also gay, and that it's just cool, you know? Yeah. And uh, you know, he, he was cool. He didn't say anything. I could yeah. see that it like shook him. He just processed it and went on with his fucking life. Well, I could tell you when to talk to my ex-wife, you know, <laughs> where he was like, you know, he's a fag, right? <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard him say that word before, by the way. Uh, but, yeah, but then, yeah, I forgot it, the voicemail thing. That shit is funny. Yeah, the voice, I was just like, I was giving you the phone, and you never had a cell phone before. Yeah. And I knew that you were too stupid to, like, know to set up your voicemail and shit yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was just, so I was just like, hey, it's Buddy. If I didn't get to the phone right now, I'm probably sucking or fucking a strange man. You guys know me, so after I come, I'll get back to you. Yeah. And so my and I forgot about that. So who knows how many people like called you in that time? But my grandpa definitely did, and he was like, "We're trying to get a hold of you." They called Buddy, and he's got a voicemail. And I was like, "What is it?" And so he called it. So I can hear it. <laughs> and instead of being like, and like, he doesn't even know it's my voice is how good I was. Yeah, at yeah, it. yeah, yeah. I, instead of being in a fucking adult and like, yeah, it's just a prank I played on Buddy. And I was like, no, I mean, I told you he's gay. And yep. like, he, he probably still thinks you are. If you're married the second time, he knows it. But, I might you know, fuck your grandpa, man. Yeah, go ahead, dude. <laughs> probably fucking decent. Anyway, so, oh, so back to the Matrix thing, <laughs> which gets us back to 9 11. I thought we were talking about Skippy. Well, that, okay, so yeah, so 
Yeah, it's the same. It's the same, right? So Ron, whoops, said his name. The, this poor guy, you know, my grandpa looks at me. And my grandpa's first question to me is not, why did you do this? Did you do this? It's, did you catch Ron having sex with their dog? <laughs> <laughs> and you said. <laughs> no. Okay. And because I forgot. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even yeah, remember. Yeah, yeah. And he fucking threw the phone book at me. <laughs> and deadly precision hit me like in the fucking throat with it. <laughs> it was fucking hilarious, man. And then I had to try to piece together what the fuck just happened. And then he told me, like, she found your tape. You think you're funny. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember I made an entire song about my friend's dad having sex with his dog. <laughs> and then, then, so, like, I was banned from their house for, like, I don't know. Forever? I mean, that's what they said, but, like, I was in the neighborhood, so we would just hang out anyway. Yeah. And the kid, like, I know, like, I'm at, like I've tried to contact this kid. He hates me. So he hated me then. I just had no awareness of it. But Wait, we're like the only two. You got to reach out to him now. Well, well I have. And we got to record it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we're like the only two kids in the neighborhood, basically. So, like, we have to fucking play anyway. Yeah. And, uh, you know, a few months go by, and I, I end up back over there, right? So then, like, one day, and everyone, like, his dad played co-ed baseball. He was in, like, good shape was another thing, too. He was, like, yeah. in the Navy. So he gave it to Skippy. Loved baseball. Yeah. Yeah, pounded Skippy. Uh, loved baseball. Was very serious about playing co-ed baseball. So sometimes when we would be doing, like, Little League baseball and, like, practicing and, like, fucking around playing baseball in the yard and shit, he would come outside and, like, show us some things and, uh, like, show us how to hit, throw pitches for us to hit, field the ball, like, you know, uh, Little League baseball coach type shit. Yeah. Again, very nice guy. So we're out there one day, and he's come, he comes outside, doesn't say anything. Like, it's, it's basically blown over. Like, I've seen him a few times since. It's been, it's been, in my mind, forgotten about, right? So, like, he's pitching the ball to his kid who's hitting the ball, and then either he gets it or I field the ground ball or catch the fly, throw it to him to throw it to home or just to pitch again, and we start the whole thing over. So he hits the ball. Ron catches it right away. Damn, I got to stop saying his name. He catches it right away. You got to say his last name for No, it doesn't come to me. I'm prepared for him to just pitch it back to his kid for his kid to hit it again. Yeah. He just stands there waiting for me to look away. Because when I do, he throws like a 90-mile-per-hour fastball and smashes me in the fucking ribs with it. Knocks the wind out of me. And it's just like, whoops. Fuck Skippy, didn't Like, I? no possible yeah. way an accident could have happened, but just still, like, trying to play it off. And I was like, you know, it's like, we're even. So that blew over. Yeah. And, like, a week later, he wanted to go watch The Matrix, but his wife told him that he couldn't watch it. And he thought, genuinely, it would be hilarious to force us to watch a rated-R horror movie. When I watched The Matrix at that age, it did, it did not – I didn't understand it at all, of course. Yeah. But it scared the shit out of me because there are scary parts. Like, especially remember when she sucks that – they put that fucking bug in him? Yeah. And he, he wakes up, and it's just a dream. But then they pick him up, and uh, Trinity ends up sucking that bug out of Neo in the back of that car, and they hold her holding him at gunpoint. Uh-huh. So he finds out it's all real. Dude, that fucked me up. Yeah, it fucked me up real good. Because you got AIDS. Well, because I was just, yeah. And I was just, yeah, that was just AIDS. <laughs> yeah. Bug chasing? Yeah, he was just bug chasing. Like he, <laughs> like, he went to some crazy party and, like, poured the cum of 300 men up his ass. And then, like. She sucked it all he out. He woke up and he was like, thank God I didn't pour 300 AIDS-infested men. Sucked mints. it out of the back of his neck. So it's spinal sure. fluid now. You know? Yeah. But, you know, he had that sigh of relief. Like, oh, it was a dream. Like, it was not. 
my birthday gift was actually not 300 HIV positive men pouring their cum up my ass. Yeah. Recklessly. It's all good. That and sounds then smooth. She sucked, yeah, she sucked the fucking AIDS, the bug out. And uh, that scared the fuck out of me. So I watched it again with my kids last week. Uh, and I forgot about that part, of course. And that was like the only thing that was scary, you know? Yeah. Like that freaked them out. But the rest of the movie is like pretty tolerable. But it, well, of course, they didn't understand the whole thing. I really didn't want to let them watch it all. Like it was all a joke. Like basically what happened is I put the Matrix on. They weren't around at all. They were outside playing. Yeah. I fucking passed out on the couch. And I woke up, and there they are watching the fucking Matrix. I was like, no! <laughs> but then, the part that I woke up at is when he pulls his passport out, and they're looking at it. Expiration date of Neo's passport is September 11, 2001. Yep. It's, a fa- it's real. And that's, like, one thing. Like, oh, that's a coincidence. But how about the, the lowest ball, the Illuminati card game? Yeah. That, ha- that came out in the 90s and has predicted so many, like, been, you know, things that haven't happened, been absurd things. You could easily just write it off, but the Twin Towers, uh, there was a car called, like, the Nuke or some shit. Yeah. There was a giant explosion by the Twin Towers that it, it said nine, it was, like, 9-11 on the card. Mm-hmm. And then the Pentagon was the exact, it was hit by a missile. Yep. Uh, th- th- and there's been, like, countless things after that, but those, those particularly pertaining to September 11th. And how about Die Hard, the fucking art? Yeah. And how about the Simpsons episode where Bart's holding... A uh, paper dated September 11th that says, like, Twin Towers Fall. Yeah. And has the fucking planes crashing into the Twin Towers. I mean, there's, like, countless things. And I've... I've and, and you're saying this, and people are going, like, whatever. But, no, like, that's real. That, well, I feel like most people know that, and they can Google it. A lot of people put it out of their mind with just, like, coincidence. Yeah. There's some fucking word for it, some type of reality that I can't get off the tip of my tongue. But, you know, it's just another... It's some, some other Occam's Razor shit. Like, for sure, that could have all happened. It, it could have, but... Did it, you know? Like, the odds are way more that th- there's people that knew, you know what I mean? Like, people that knew it was going to happen and then just fucking made fun of Like, and that's another thing, too, is, like, if I was one of the masterminds in this organization mm-hmm. and they're like, all right, so we're going to plan all these attacks. Like, what are you going to do? And my option was to, like, troll the fucking American public. Like, I'm doing that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if I could have fun, if I could have a good time and, like, plant clues about it, that are going to drive conspiracy theorists insane for thousands of years, that's what I would do. Yeah. So it's not hard for me to think that someone else, it would be the same way. Like if, we, like if someone came to us right now, we're like, all right, boys, three years from now, we're going to blow this exact thing up. Now, y'all are the only ones that are going to know about it. Now, you can't directly tell anybody, but we'll give you a high five and a tip of the cap. You'll be the fucking man. If you can sneak as many references to this in as you can. And yeah. then when it comes back around, be like, what the fuck are you talking about? I would love that. That would yeah. be fucking awesome. That would be the most fun of all time. Well, the thing is, too, man, is it makes like uh, people like schizophrenics yeah. and things like that. make Because yeah. if you ever deal with a schizophrenic, they really do go to a lot of conspiracy things. And they know a lot about, especially 9-11. I've got three or four right now on my caseload that always bring up dreams they have about conspiracy shit and then like yeah. and then it's like something they really just looked up at some point right. in time um but it, it's coming from a crazy person so when you hear it you go i don't believe that shit yeah you yeah and, it, and that shit drives people insane they're like look at this i yeah. saw it and then everyone around them is like come on dude get the fuck out of here yeah. you're full of shit quit being like this quit your conspiracy bullshit and again there is an unhealthy amount of this yeah like we've both been in that situation where we're smoking weed every day listening to alex jones reading conspiracy theory shit. And again, this is like, not the Alex Jones of today when he was talking to aliens and shit like that. Yeah. 
like sucked into that whole world. And there can be a negative side to it. Like for us, we were like young, had no responsibilities. It was like pretend world, you know? Yeah. And, but also like the things that ring true fucking ring true. Yeah. And uh, you, you can drive yourself insane. It's like one, one thing that I've learned about conspiracies and shit is like you could be mad about it. You could want to make a change. You could even want to like dedicate your entire life to fighting the system. But the fact of the matter is, and the sooner you realize it, the more at peace you can become with it. You'll never make a difference. Yep. You can find out about it. I think it, it. I think everything you find out that is sketchy, you find out this happened. Like it's good to know that there's evil out there. It's good to know these terrible things happen. Mm-hmm. But you're gonna fucking drive yourself crazy because yeah. the entire time that there's been a Western government, it's always been like this. Yeah. All they've ever done is try to use people to profit. Yep. And that's all they're going to continue to do is is make money off of the lower class at any cost. Grind us in the dust. They don't give a shit about us. And the they, when, that's another thing, like something that we have direct control of. Again, back to what I'm saying is like just controlling the things you can control in life. Mm-hmm. Instead of saying they, we need to start saying, because you don't know directly who it is, but we can say that it is the most wealthy part of society. Yeah. So we should say instead of the big open they, the most wealthy part of society will continue to grind us. Yeah. As long as they can. And there's nothing we can do about it. No. If everyone wakes up at once, it's not going to be a sudden shift. No. So just make peace with the fact that these things happen. You know about them. You're smarter for knowing. You can't do anything about it, so fuck it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Just just know about it. Talk about it. Don't let people make you feel fucking crazy. Uh, th- so what ended up happening? And we all know it. It's just good to go back over, like, the news side of it. Three buildings in the World Trade Center collapsed due to fire-induced structural failure. The South Tower was the first to go at 9.59 a.m. That giant building burned for 56 minutes. The fire was caused by the impact of United Flight 175 and the next fuel exploding. And, and that, so there's your explosion, there's your fuel, and then there's your carrier to anything else combustible, your conductor. Yep. The, uh, when that tower fell, the debris fell on Building 7. The damage from that caused it to catch fire. Yep. <laughs> Which, you know, you say nearby. We're talking like it's it's, it's blocks away. Yeah, it's basically a mile away ish. It's too far away, right? It's too fucking far away. Uh, fires raged for hours in Building Seven. It collapsed at five twenty one p.m. So the bigger building, the more the bigger building took the direct impact. Hundreds of floors collapsed uh-huh. from a fire that burned for fifty three minutes. I'm sorry, one hundred and two minutes. God damn it, dude. 56 minutes. The North Tower that collapsed at 1028 a.m. burned for 102 minutes. Building 7, much smaller. Doesn't matter that a plane didn't hit it. It's still burning on fire. It still took an impact hard enough with fuel and a conductor to be able to cause a blaze that happened for it to collapse at 521 p.m. Yep. (laughs) Come on. Like, I'm, I'm no expert in any field. Yeah. 
But just just like the little bit of math that I can do, Building 7 takes a giant chunk of debris. It's literally like a 40th of the size of one of yeah. those buildings. And it's blocks away. But even if it did take like a uh, something so flammable, so explosive, that it caused an explosion and a fire inside of it to burn and make it collapse. Mm. Well, why did it take that long to collapse when... And I've, I have seen videos that explain this in ways that I have been like, I guess it makes sense. But it's still, I cannot process it in my, I guess, weak mind that at the, the middle to the top of, the, of these structures, a plane struck it. And all the way to the bottom of the structure, enough for the entire building to collapse in on itself. Yeah. It burned that fast. Well, that's a jet engine fuel, for instance. I mean, you know, on impact, the jet engine fuel should be dispersed immediately. Well, like the, you know, like the F-16 that just crashed into the warehouse. Yeah. It was an explosion, but it did not burn. Yeah. So, you know, if I'm jumping ahead. No, you're not. You're not. Um, there is no jumping ahead. So, with with this whole thing, are we just doing one episode, two? What are we doing? Just, I mean, we're just rolling with at it? least two. Yeah, okay. I mean, whatever it takes. So, if if I remember as a kid when I'm watching the news, high as fuck on Freon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I remember several. Were well, we talking the same day? Yeah, where yeah. several news people. Did you give up Freon at that point? Did you have Freon? Oh, like, I just got worse, man. <laughs> I was like, fuck it, man. If I'm going, Not I'm going. To see you down a fucking Freon spiral. <laughs> yeah. I use anything, man. I couldn't get drugs. I didn't know how. But uh air conditioning units. I just steal some shit from my mom every once in a while. But like uh I remember several news reporters on different brought like different new like different media platforms going, There's an explosion, there's a bomb in the building. Yeah. And, and that was uh, over time. And then they, they had to retract it, you know? Right, right, right. And right. my even my grandpa was like, that looks like that looks like there's a bomb in the building. Because you could see the yeah. level shooting out of right. the windows, right, you know? Right, right, Which right, was so right. fucking crazy. But it wasn't anywhere, like, the planes hit the top of the buildings. Yes. But the fucking, like, middle down to the, like, below was hitting, like, the middle yeah. section, taking out the, those sections, which is what they do in controlled demolitions. Right. They take out the middle section so it'll implode. Yeah. So... You know, I'm I'm in seventh grade. I don't know anything, but I'm like, oh fuck! There's bombs in the building yeah, on top yeah, of this yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, and it's like, man, this is like this is a direct like fucking like spit in the face to America. You know, like right. like a full blown assault. Yeah, and then uh, just being fucking like, holy, you know, just holy shit. And then they're like, no, the, just the jet engine fuel did it. It's like, man, it, jet engine fuel is fucking crazy it, in and of itself because it's like. You know who invented it, yeah. which we've covered before, which is fucking uh, Jack Parsons. Yeah, um, which there's a conspiracy behind all that shit. Oh, but there should be. You know, but uh, if you just take lighter fluid and spray it on some shit, gasoline, and light it, yeah, it will light a fire right. and it will explode instantly and then go die yeah. down. Yeah, like the best example I could give, like the easiest thing for you to do to understand this. And again, we're not fucking scientists. Yeah. I'm sure there's someone out there that can explain this better. Uh, any fuel that I've ever come in contact with, which granted, I'm, I know jet fuel is an entirely different thing. Yeah. However, like I used to make napalm. Did you ever do that when you were a kid? With the orange juice and all that shit? No, we used to take uh, boat gasoline, styrofoam, 
yeah. you would pack as like the boat gasoline would eat the styrofoam, but it would become more viscous. Yeah. So you kept packing styrofoam in until until it wouldn't disintegrate anymore, and you got as thick as you wanted to. And so what you could do with that is you would like, and the, you know this is just Jolly Roger Anarchist Cookbook. So you could put that on something and light it, and it would burn for like way longer than gasoline. So like yeah. the gas you could pour on. Like, it's like if you're trying to start a fire outside and you don't know how, you just throw a bunch of wood around. You pour gas all over it. You light that. It is going to burn. The gasoline is going to burn. But if you didn't set your fire up right and you just have, like, big wood, it's not going to catch on fire. Yeah. It, it, all the gasoline is going to burn off, and there will be smoke. Some of it may – some of the wood may have, like, a charred look to it because it was hot where the gasoline was burning. However, the wood never ignited. Because gasoline on a campfire, like you take a take one big log with no kindling, no yeah. small. I'm just trying to. I'm not explaining it well. I, I just figured out how to. <laughs> yeah, you take one big fucking log, like 18 inches in diameter, soak it in gasoline, pour all the gasoline you want to on it. Don't put any twigs around it. No kindling, just that. It's a piece of wood. The it, it may all the way dried out. Doesn't like. The better, like something that should be flammable. Yeah. Soak it in gasoline. Light it. By the time the gasoline burns off, it's not going to be ignited. Nope. The gasoline's going to burn off. It's going to be smoking. There's going to be charred spots on it. But the wood, just the wood, just by gasoline, again, it's not jet fuel, but we're also not talking about steel beams, metal structures. Uh, it won't ignite. So just with that in mind, we, you don't have to be... A, a rocket scientist to be able to explain that that element of it. It's just like something that you can see with your eyes. It's not even close to the same thing. You're just yeah. watching a fire. You're watching a, a combustible source, and you're watching it. There's no conductor in the middle, right? There's, no, like, the twigs. You have to make kindling. You have to set your fire up where it has room to get oxygen. Mm -hmm. Like, things have to be done. But the people that built the World Trade Center did the exact opposite of that, supposedly. What they did, like, when it was redone... They, that the contract you're talking about, that guy that bought it, it was after the first bombing, and so they like resuited it to with, not only with not only did it withstand a bombing, but they resuited it to double withstand a bombing when it was in first erected in like the 70s, right? Yeah, they built it to withstand a commercial jet airliner accidentally flying into it. Yeah, because they did not have the advanced computer systems that, you know flying the skies of america have in even 2001 obviously in the 70s they weren't as advanced so they basically planned on like these buildings are so tall same thing with like the empire state building like the empire state building was built before there was commercial jetliners and they had a very real fear that a plane was going to fly into that and take it down so to account for the fear that they had they built these things to be able to take a commercial jetliner flying into it yeah specifically that's a specific thing that it was engineered for, which means that even if everything inside of it is flammable, even if everything inside of it could be burned by jet fuel, even if those were the cases, which they're not even, they're not even that. But if they were the cases, it was engineered so you have your explosion, which gives you the fire. Mm -hmm. And then you have the fuel, which came in the explosion. Jets were still propelled by jet fuel. They knew what it was. Yeah. Nothing changed. It's the same shit that Jack Parsons invented. It's the same now. 
they made it to where there would not be sufficient conductors or fuel for the gas to catch and burn. Yep. It was engineered that way. Mm-hmm. Specifically, again, and I've said it five times because you need to understand this shit. And because as many people as have explained it online, again, I've seen things where I've been like, well, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. But it still doesn't make sense. And it's not that I'm an asshole and reject science and reject math. Anything could happen. Could planes hit that tower and it fall? Yes, because that's the only time it happened. You can't say... No, there's another time in history it happened. I, I don't remember. It was a foreign country, maybe Berlin or something, where a plane had hit oh, a I building. Oh, I think it was India. I, I'm pretty okay. sure it's, it was like Mumbai or something. But, yeah, say, it's the same thing as... But like it didn't the, fall to the ground. Exactly. It burned for for Hours. three days. Out, yeah. Days. And, and, and they were fall. able to con- like contain it, but not that well. Like, it yeah. burned all the way out. Everything that could burn in it burned. Yeah. But it so never got hot enough to take the tower down. But what I meant was, like, when they built the towers, yeah. that had not happened, right? Yeah. So, yeah. It's good you pointed that out because I worded it weird. Yeah. Uh, well, it, but, it goes – it will this this kind of goes – it falls into the, the whole renovation thing. So – Several people believe, and it's also been found on site after 9-11 happened, that liquid thermite was on the premises. If you know what liquid thermite is, that is what they use to uh, do controlled demolitions with. Right. Um, you can mix it with anything pretty much, and it'll still ignite. Yeah. Uh, when they're doing renovations, they actually repainted several floors of the Twin Towers. Some people believe that they put liquid thermite in the paint, which actually helped ignite the the ex, the explosive part of liquid thermite. So uh-huh. the planes hit, and then you know some papers catch on fire, whatever. But it's it's almost like an instant match, right. you know. So it's it's like so basically, they built their campfire, mm-hmm. and all it needed was the gasoline and the match. Yeah. So they set it up to blow up, and then they just had to fly the plane into it to blow it up. That's what some people think. I you know, and the other thing is that some people believe that they're was actual bombs in the building. Right. And the liquid thermite helped the process of that. But if you do watch the videos, you can clearly see explosions happening where it's just shooting, like smoke shooting out of windows and fire and shit. Yeah. You know, that's what kept people from the upper levels from coming down because the middle was fucked up. Right. Something happened. Yeah. So. And I've, I've seen people explain that it's like that's how a building collapses. Yeah. But the same people that were explaining it were on your side to where they're saying, like, th- that shouldn't have caused this to happen. Yeah. Like, this happens like this, but it should not have happened from this. And as crazy it is, as it is, man, uh, the motherfucker that was on the explosive team for the Navy SEALs, Jesse Ventura, that's what he did. Yeah. And uh, he was discussing that. It's, it's the same setup. I've heard for... that he wasn't even a fucking SEAL, though. I mean, who really and, knows? But yeah. He was like an ornamental. I don't really know. Yeah, I mean, who knows? He was a Mongol, apparently, in the fucking biker gang. Yeah. See, he says things where I'm like... Hey, man, he's got a cool life, but that's true. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, again, everyone that seems cool, I'm just this very fucking suspicious of, dude. Yeah. It's like, you know, even if none of that, like, it's so funny that he got... Okay, I can tell you exactly why I don't trust Jesse Ventura now. Is because, so, so, Jesse Ventura, literally... Governor of Minnesota. Yeah. I mean, he was literally a professional wrestler and became governor of Minnesota. Uh-huh. Uh, he probably was a Navy SEAL, and people were shitting on him. You know what I mean? Like, people were just like, well, this fucking asshole. I mean, the dude's fucking jacked. Like, there's no reason to not believe that. I'm just being an asshole. I can tell you exactly where his credibility died with me. 
is when he did that conspiracy theory show. He's like, yeah. I've seen the inside. I'm Jesse the Body Ventura. I've been a governor. I've been a Navy SEAL. I've been a fighter. No, stop there. You have not. Never been a fighter. You never yeah. did that in your life. You have not. So, again, your credibility is instantly shook. Did you wrestle for WWF? Man, hell yeah. yeah. And that rocks. You think so you ever, say you that, think you ever like, had, had like sex with anybody that was in WWE? Well, it was all men then, so yes, I yeah. definitely think that. He is like calling a dude's butt JF Gay, and he's Jack yeah. Puby. <laughs> Here comes Jack Puby. Dude, I just I, I like I, watching the. Also, the, the absolute best character in any movie ever was him in Predator. Oh fuck! I yeah. mean, dude, nothing like. like I mean, also ties for Conan, that's man. Something, yeah, but that's something I watched again. Like, hadn't seen it in forever, and like, it popped up, and I was like, hell yeah! It's like when something just shows itself to you. So good, you man. Gotta watch. And dude, I'm talking five minutes into this movie, he's just like, "Any of you faggots?" Like, what the fuck? He just, he says faggot within like five minutes yeah, of the movie man. starting. He's like, oh, no, no. He goes, uh, oh, look at all these slack jawed faggots. Yeah, and slack jawed, <laughs> man. And then he tries the hand. That's like a retard gay. And he, he, and he, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hell yeah, dude. I'm Jesse the Body Ventura. I've been governor of Minnesota. I need answers to questions that we aren't getting. I've seen behind the curtain. Are there aliens? Does your father know you're a retarded faggot yet? Yeah, yeah. But he's on that fucking helicopter within the first ten minutes of the movie. Maybe, like, maybe that's why he's, he's a fighter. To, yeah, he's trying to hand out dip, like a like a like the same shit. They're <laughs> it's the same brand they're shooting in the Sandlot. If you want to go deep on conspiracies, Jesse Ventura is one of the Sandlot kids, all grown up fighting aliens. He's got the same brand for the Sandlot. He's trying to hand. No one wants it. Why? Because fucking disgusting. You don't want to puke on a fucking copter, dude. No, it's dude. disgusting. And he's yeah. got a mouthful of it. And because no one wants some of his disgusting chew pouch, he goes, oh, a bunch of slack-jawed faggots. This stuff will turn you into a sexual Tyrannosaurus. God. That's the first five minutes of Predator. So I love anyway, it, man. I I'm love just it. saying, like, whatever Jesse Ventura's done, he, certified he rocks. Yeah. Face the facts. He definitely rode a bike. Yeah, oh, yeah. He rode a bike. He was probably in a fucking biker gang, dude. Yeah. Just fucking, like, I rode all across this great nation asking men to their face if they were, in fact, retarded faggots, and but, I didn't get the answers. Here's the thing, man. I, you can't trust a motherfucker who's got a skullet, dude, where it's just like he's bald, yeah. but he's got the long he's hair. But he keeps constantly pulling it back and yeah, like, because he fucking. Because like, you could only do two things: you could be a bullshit artist, or you could be a porn director with that fucking yeah, hairstyle. That's, true. that's that it, true. man. Well, <clears throat> I will say, like, we're not going to get near as deep in this as I thought. So this is going to be this is going to be one of your fucking classic series. But I, it's not boring at all. This shit, like, yeah, it's been great. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> fucking. We're, we're like we're only getting into like the clinical damage of the fucking airplanes. Nine forty two a.m. The Federal Aviation Administration grounded all civilian aircraft within the United States, and aircrafts already in flight were told to land immediately. All international civilian aircraft were either turned back or redirected to Canada or Mexico, and were banned from landing in the U.S. for three days. Yep, and they just got then-governor of Minnesota, Jesse Ventura, to call over the fucking towers and say, listen, 
This is Jesse the Body Ventura, governor of Minnesota. You are on an international flight from Singapore. The word is out. You're all retards and faggots. <laughs> Park your plane in our gay neighbors immediately. Oh, crap. Air traffic controllers were freaking out above the widespread confusion going on, obviously, which led to a lot of misinformation within the controllers and given to the controllers from official word, including that a car bomb had been detonated at the U.S. State Department's headquarters in Washington, D.C., and that another jet had been hijacked but landed safely in Cleveland. And what those are the thing those those facts are important because you know you've got all these air traffic controllers they're trying to do their best job they don't know anything about anything uh-huh. they're trying to get people safely landed yep and so you have to keep them calm that's a fact like you, you they need to know something so they can help the fact that they that they told them that a U.S. State Department headquarters had been bombed in Washington D.C. seems like so. It's not close to an airport. It's so at random. It has nothing to do with what was going on. It just goes to show you that it like it was so well orchestrated that they they already knew that they had to account for people controlling the air traffic. They had to have a, a fucking story ready to go because yeah. it's not like no one that was not like a rumor mill. You know what I mean? No. And then another flight being hijacked. Well, that makes sense that they would tell them that because you have to assume that everything's bad. So now you know. Like, any any of these planes could be hijacked. So now you're responsible for safely landing them. Like, you need them to have that type of focus. Yep. And if that's not something you were prepared for, you probably have guidelines and policies that tell you to do certain things, but it's not that. Yeah. You know, it's not that. The other thing that's real crazy to watch, too, is uh, during this time, George W. Bush was in a classroom and they had told him the news. Yes. And he wasn't shocked, man. There was no, like, he was just, like, he just nodded his head, like, all right, and he just kept yeah. doing the same well, shit. Well, now that um, could be because uh, he's got that thing that, uh, you know, people like Jesse Ventura, it's a, a classic fucking medical term. Uh, uh, retarded. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Retarded. retarded. I got you. Yeah, man. So, like, retards, they don't really, yeah. like, react the way you think that they would, you know? Yeah. Because, like, all right, so, like, there, there's four of us in the room now. There's yeah. me, you. Our friends Brian and Seth. Uh-huh. Now somebody walked in the door right now with twenty five fruit roll ups. Uh-huh. I'm not gonna give a fuck. Yeah. I'm 34 years old. I don't give a shit about a fruit roll up. Uh-huh. I would probably be more mad because I'm recording something. Just shut the fuck up about your fruit roll ups. Yeah. Now, if one of us four were not aware yet that we are in fact retarded, someone walks through the door with twenty four. I'm getting up slobbered on myself fucking. <laughs> yeah, someone yeah. that in the, is freaking out. You yeah. know what I mean? And that's how we find out that they're retarded. Yeah. So, you know, it's not that people didn't know George W. Bush wasn't the brightest tool in the shed. Yeah. But it's very possible that when they said, uh, Mr. President, America is under attack. Yeah. His brain just said, hey, I wonder what the fuck this goat's about to get into right now. Yeah. Right. Shut the fuck up so I can read more about this goat. Hell yeah. Well, you know. Who knows? But well, also, well, like, <clears throat> the thing that kind of debunks that, him, just his ignorance. And, and also, like, again, to just to be fair, 
who knows how you're going to react to that shit. Yeah, man. Honestly, if he heard that and was in a room full of kids and kept it cool, that's like the best thing you could have done. That's why he's fucking Laura Bush, because she's sexy. Is she? No. Okay. <laughs> but <laughs> right. I bet she's got a great twat. Does she? A big beaver. A nice asshole. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't I don't care that you... That motherfucker did a bunch of cocaine, man. You don't yeah, think he he's... Yeah, he rocks, dude. Yeah. Like, the, cocaine causes know, butt pain. People are, like, already back on board the George W. train. Like, sure, he probably, like, helped along this... The absolute plight of modern society. Yeah. And, like, gave them a hand just to, like, get paid. But at the same time... You know, he kind of fucking rocks. <laughs> it's definitely fun to hang out with. Yeah, cocaine. I mean, he likes cool. he likes Judas Priest. Does he? Uh, okay. Do you think anybody was doing cocaine in 1985 that did not like Judas Priest? No, nah, man. Exactly. Oh, yeah, but also, man, his mom, Barbara Bush, was yeah. like, because remember they had Ozzy come yeah. to fucking hang out, and she was like, my favorite song's Sabbath, Buddy Sabbath. Damn. That's cool, man. Well, that's because she's Aleister Crowley's granddaughter. Yeah, man. And Ozzy Osbourne was just tipping his hat yeah. of evil occult She didn't want to say Mr. Crowley because it was yeah. a shout-out to Dad. Well, you know he kind of shits on Mr. Crowley in that song. Yeah, one time, one time, me and my buddy... Uh, Mr. Crowley. Me and my buddy, well, who may or may not... and retarded. Damn. <laughs> One time, me and my buddy, who may or may not be in this room, we allegedly did a bunch of LSD and figured that out by watching a bunch of YouTube videos. Like, man, what if Barbara Bush is really, really, because they look alike? And then we Are typed, you the one that told me that. And then we typed that in, and then fucking, like, there's this video of this them. This is another problem with information yeah. is like, you told me that, and like, I just was like, yes, I've heard that for years. <laughs> yeah. I was just sitting there like, man, that boy, that, boy, that girl looks like a boy, man. And then fucking, yeah. sure enough, man, it's just fucking. There's a fucking pantsuit, earrings, and a goddamn long-ass hair, man. It's the same person. Okay. Well. I don't know for real, but it's I cool. Know you don't There's know a bunch of videos that we're just, just fucked up on ass, sure. so we're like, whoa, cool. Yeah, yeah. Acid rocks. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, like, George W. Bush did acid for sure. Oh, yeah, man. He's space. Yeah, you know, he was just there like, ah, ah. how come when I'm, I look up at the stars. Yeah. And stars are coming together. Yeah. A cage, like a bird cage. <laughs> and I'm like an eagle. I represent freedom. Yeah. I can't fly because I'm caged in here with everyone else. He even fucking flunked out of the Air Force, didn't he? Yeah, I'm sure. Man, so like the best way to explain this, man, I'm, I'm fucking George W. Bush, man. You're fucking my Dick Cheney. You got to explain some shit. You got to help me out with my job. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, well, that is what I do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. This might be a good... I don't know what, like, you yeah. know, we, we could get into, like, the nefarious nature of Dick Cheney, but... I just like I'm I got a I'm pretty sure I got a good stopping place. Yeah. Is that uh all right. So I mean basically the structures fucking fell. April of 2002 Khalid Muhammad and Ramzi bin Al-Sahib were believed to have organized the attacks. Said the target of flight 93 was the US Capitol, not the White House. During the planning of the attacks, Muhammad Atta the hijacker and pilot of Flight 11 thought the White House would be too tough of a target. Atta also said that Al-Qaeda initially planned to target nuclear sites rather than the World Trade Center, but decided against it, fearing that things would get out of hand. What the fuck do you mean? <laughs> uh, anyway, like, 
as far as the lives that I mean, this is the part that also sucks about conspiracies. Is like if this did happen, this many people really did die, and you like you don't want to shit on the people that it affected by saying, well, either one, it didn't happen; it was a goddamn hologram. Yeah, you don't want to say two that it was your fucking government that attacked them when they were like feel the pain of it, you know, and are you know are fucking bootlickers. Just want to like not think that their family member died because we just are in an era of tyranny that could only be held within its confines by making us think that we've been under attack for forever and there's an eternal war going on. And if there is no enemy and there is no attacks, no one's going to believe it anymore. Yeah. You don't want to tell people that. And uh, 2,996 people died. Over 6,000 were injured. 265 of the nearly 3,000 casualties were passengers on the plane. Not one person survived, which that's not unbelievable at all to me. Uh, Most of the casualties were civilians. There was 343 firefighters, 72 cops, 55 soldiers, and then, of course, the 19 terrorists. More than 90 countries lost citizens in the September 11th attacks. I mean, of course, the planes. And then it was literally the World Trade Center. That is a lot of international people there. Uh, the death toll was 500 more people than Pearl Harbor, which before that was the most deadly terror attack in United States history. In New York City, more than 90% of the workers and visitors who died in the towers had been at the point of impact or above the point of impact, which means that 1,355 people either died of smoke inhalation, fell from the tower because they lost their footing, or had to jump because they were being burned alive or they were stuck or they tried to stick it out and die in the collapse of the building. So like 3000 people is a lot of people Mm -hmm. out of that 3000, nearly half had like essentially the worst, most panic chaos death imaginable because you didn't instantly die. Yeah. Like you either had to come to terms with your fucking life being over with and decide between jumping out of a skyscraper and probably having a relatively painless death or being burned alive, Yep, which is the worst way to go. Uh, or you got trapped and the fucking building collapsed around you. I mean, it's all bad. Obviously, it's the death of people. It's just that it's I've accentuate on that because if it was not an actual terrorist attack, and the buildings were a controlled demolition. And again, it all did happen pretty quick. But it seems beyond cruel that not only are you killing your citizens, but just the nearly half did not instantly die, right? Yeah. So you prolonged the suffering of these people just to make sure it looked like it happened the way you say it happened. Yeah. The destruction of all three staircases in the tower when Flight 11 hit made it impossible for anyone above the impact zone to escape. 107 people died below the point of impact, but from the impact. In the South Tower, one stairwell, Stairwell A, was left intact after Flight 175 hit, which allowed only 14 people to escape that were on the same floors of impact. Again, only four more people from the floors above were able to escape. So only 18 people total got out. Yeah. 
which seems insane to me. And there has been theories that there were operatives in the buildings finishing people off. Huh. You never heard that? No. Like, there was a path for these people to escape, and then to keep that from happening, they were picked off. Huh. You really never heard that before? No. I really hope I didn't make that up. <laughs> I feel like that's something I, like, you know, one of those things where someone's on the news and there's... Like, well, well, a lot of the people that came out and were like, this is bullshit, and they had proof of it. Right. They got... They died. Yes. You know, so... That, that's definitely later... Yeah. ...getting into... Because it is insane. It's one of those things where, like, okay, again, if nothing happened, if there's no cover-up, how many people connected to it that are, that are talking can die to make it believable? How many? Think about that this week. Don't even... Just think about it. What What's yeah. the number? Because to me, if it happened to four people, I'd be like... That is crazy. That's yeah. crazy. But okay, I believe it. You know. Uh, what the fuck, dude? Yeah, I mean, I, it's just a like. Okay, I'm 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 at a loss for a second now because I just made like that wasn't. It just made me think for a second like the links that you go to. Like, imagine you fucking escaped the World Trade Center. Mm-hmm. You saw something. You're not even saying it's a conspiracy. You just notice something, and you've, you're just talking about it. And you, so, like, you're going from the highest high. And, I mean, I, I know there's survivor. Like, I, when I say the highest high, it's not all fucking peaches and cream. But th- there has to be a moment where you're like, damn, I didn't die. This fucking rocks, you know? Yeah. Like, at some point, you're pumped that you didn't fucking die in this great catastrophe. And then, just for telling people that you saw something that looked weird, sniped. Yeah. Or if you don't believe that. Poison, just, car wreck, heart attack. Yeah, you know, just, that happens to you. Like you escape death, like some Final Destination shit. So is Final Destination true? Did you escape death and then it fucking came back for you? Which one is more believable, goddammit? Because I feel like I almost would rather believe that there's some bony cloaked figure that's pissed off when you escape his grasp. Yeah. And comes back to swing his sickle for you one more time. Uh, bone, medical examiners... Uh, we're only able to find remains of 1,600 of the victims. Weeks after the attack, the death toll that was reported everywhere was estimated at 6,000, which was more than twice the number of deaths eventually confirmed. I assume that that, that was, the, like, as people reported that they were still alive, you know, yeah. they, they marked people off the list and then got the number down. Medical examiner's office collected about 10,000 identified bone and tissue fragments that still cannot be matched to the list of the dead. Bone fragments were still being found as, as short back as 2006 by workers who were preparing to demolish the damaged Deutsche Bank building. 2010, a team of anthropologists and archaeologists searched for human remains and personal items at the Fresh Kills Landfill, which is a hilarious name where 72 more human remains were recovered, bringing the total found to 1,845. DNA profiling, to this day, continues in an attempt to ID additional victims. You know, in other words, 6,000 is your first number. You're still saying 3,000, but you can only come up with, like, even through missing reports, for sure around 2,000, right? Yeah. 
The remains are being held in storage at Memorial Park outside of the New York City Medical Examiner's facility. And they're still working to identify the remains where 1,111 victims are yet to be identified. It's just like, you can't, how can you say that, you know? Yeah. I understand that there's like foreign parties at play here, but I feel like there's definitely not over 1,000 people whose mom didn't say like, you know, come to think of it, I did not hear from my son who was in New York City after September 11th, perhaps... He may have died then. But, it, I mean, that's what I'm trying to stop at is because, like, you know, we're about to get to Building 7. We're about to get to Building 6. There's no reason to, like, you know, it's, we've, I feel like what we've we done, Brian, two hours probably. Yeah. I mean, we're already at fucking two yeah. hours. So this is going to be a long series. We haven't even got into the Pentagon. No, I know. So, you yeah. know, it's going to be a lot longer than I thought. Uh, you know, that's just how we do things. Yeah. Like, no one just tuned in for us to tell you straight facts. You already fucking know them. So you're getting our take. Yeah. And, uh like anything else, the more I remember and find out and it comes to my brain, you get to come along and get shocked because, again, this is the problem with conspiracy theories. It's a problem especially with September 11th because it's so easy to just make yourself go, look, retard, shut up about it, move on. Everyone's right. Like, you're, you're yeah. looking way too much into it. But then... When I see shit happen, like the F-16 flying to the building, the building's fine. It just brings mm. back everything in my brain again because it's not like I want justice. Yeah. It's not like I think anything's going to change. I mean, my current theory right now that I came up with today is that Andrew Yang's father, who is one of the best computer programmers in the world, manufactured Andrew Yang. He's actually a robot. <laughs> He's 100% artificial intelligence. And... Using the program, me Chinese, me play joke, me go pee pee in your coke. Wow. He is going to bring forth the age of artificial intelligence. Getting terminated. Yeah, be- because he's like, we just think he's like the greatest human being. And he rocks. Dude, Andrew Yang rocks. He, he, he likes the same music I do. He likes The Cure. Yeah. He's in the goth shit. Uh, he does jujitsu. It's cool. He's got a fucking family. He's a nice guy by every account. Nothing sketchy about him. And uh, he wants us to embrace artificial intelligence, but in the best way possible by letting them do all the stupid jobs that we don't need to do and giving us money to pursue the things that robots never could, which is be creative. Yeah. But he knows that's true because he's a robot. (laughs) And his dad made him to usher in Armageddon because once we are on board with the Yang gang and he takes over as president and peels his face off and the bots awaken mm-hmm. a fate that we've coldly accepted simply by casting our vote for the, f- the hope in the future. Yeah. But if you don't want to listen to horseshit theories like that and you want to s- hear things that actually likely fucking happened, this is a great place to start. Yeah. It's a great thing to be outraged about. It's a great thing to be mad about. But just come to terms that you can't do anything to change it. And then realize what makes me the most angry about September 11th is that here we are in 2019, and we got no answers. Nope. Why? Like, they they just took the report, and so many fucking experts, lawmakers, politicians, world leaders looked at that shit and said, this is horseshit. And they even had to say, like, yeah, we made some mistakes. And that's it. Mm Mm-hmm. So where, what, where do we ever, where does anyone ever have a chance? 
They don't. I feel like all these school shootings and all this shit is the next thing where TSA is going to invade. I feel like TSA is going to, like, in public buildings and things like that, your your workplace, your school is going to yeah. have to hire well, TSA. Yeah, like baseball stadiums, yeah. subway stations. Like, if there's a big enough event in New York City, you have to go through TSA. And I'm not saying that all shootings are fucking, mass shootings are a fucking no, conspiracy. You didn't, you, didn't but even kind, you didn't even sort of imply that. Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. like, you know, I they happen. Like, you get, like, you know. It's more of an invasion of privacy. Exactly. Any, anymore, you know, so. Right. So, before you do a school shooting, just think that, like, yeah, it's cool. Like, you're flipping your trench coat open and opening fire on people. Like, we all yeah. want to do that. That rocks. Mm, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> but before you do that, just think that you're giving thousands of people TSA jobs. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're fucking us all. You need to give some guy the job to touch a kid's dick. Yeah. That's pretty much what that is. Hey, well, I made it through this whole thing without doing one Alex Jones impersonation. That's good, man. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. I was like, man, here we go. <laughs> uh, I'm sure I can't hamper it the entire time, but I did it. I'm probably, you want to you get to the song, man? Yeah, what did you pick for this? Man, if you listen to death metal and you are not familiar with this band, you're fucking up. Immolation. Yeah. I Kingdom think... of Conspiracy. Ooh. Probably not my favorite era of Immolation, but. No, but Immolation rocks. Immolation is just, even not the great shit is good, you know? Never did anything bad. Nothing. I mean, the guy, the guy's kind of a dork, but who cares? Yeah, it's death metal, dude. That's, that's for sure. Everybody's <laughs> that's a dork. Sure. That's for sure. Including us. Well, uh, yeah, yeah. it's been long. Hate to drop like a fucking rant on you to start with, but it did tie. I mean, that, like the way we select episodes, the way things come together, like it tied to that because, again, like so much gets lost. Yeah. And there's like... We can only control what we can control. What me and you can control is right now the fucking 20,000 people have either turned this off or listened to half of it, but have in their brain had to think about September 11th again. Yeah. So no matter if we're all completely wrong and it was by the books, just, you know, it's still insane to think that within our lifetime, well, most of us were teenagers probably, these motherfucking 3,000 people died and these giant buildings blew up. Yep. That's fucking insane. Yep. Luckily, it hasn't happened again, but we're probably due for it. Yeah. Getting cooked up, man. Jumping yeah. out of a building. Yeah. I mean, we you watched that. I mean, like, yeah. I was sitting in a classroom like, making fun of people jumping out of a building. Yeah. Which is terrible. I'm a horrible person. I've, I told you why. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is like how I deal with shit, you know? And I could feel the burning in my lungs. <laughs> Could you? Yeah, because the Freon. Oh, the Freon. <laughs> Man, yeah. smarter than me. Well, I feel like, you know, if we get into two or three episodes or whatever, I don't even feel like we'll be able to cover all the basis of everything that happened. No, there's no way. That's why. There's like, so I, much shit in I didn't this. Even, I didn't even want to, like, go back and get into Osama Bin Laden shit. Like, that that type of shit. We will. I think we will because there's a lot to be. We, yeah. I mean, throughout the history of our podcast, we definitely will. It, it's It's like this, man. Like. We're trying to make it fun. Mm-hmm. We're trying to just have a conversation with each other and you to feel like you're sitting here with us. Yeah. We're not professionals. We're greatly... De- I mean, I've probably said the F word 18 times in this podcast. Dude, like, we're not the best at this. Uh, we want it's supposed to be fun. Yeah. So, if you, like, 
we're the wrong people to just sit here and tell you facts. It's going to suck. There's people that are very good at that. We're not that. No. We're good at, like, saying a fact and then fucking laughing about and, and touching on what's happened to us around that. And that's what, you know, makes it fucking personal. Because this shit is, 9-11 should be personal to most of us. Because, again, if you were alive then, like, man, you remember it for sure. Yeah. And, you know, that's all we got, memories. So, uh, thanks to everyone that fucks with us. Of course, the patrons rock more than anyone else for fucking trying to make sure our show gets on the air and we can afford to put our product out. Thank you for that. We love you for that. Uh, anyone that's given us a fucking review on iTunes, that shit is helps. I recently learned when I got a new phone that it is kind of a fucking pain in the ass to sign into iTunes. Yeah. And like go through and like verify and go through all that. So I look, I completely understand if you haven't, but you know, if you ever find yourself on like taking a shit and you think about this at the same time and you got like the five painful minutes of remembering your iTunes login or emailing yourself your iTunes login so you can reset it. Because no one needs to be logged into iTunes most of the time, you know. Yeah. And you have it in your fucking mind and heart to just go and give us a five-star review and say a couple of anything that would fucking rock. And if you have done it, thank you. Uh, we're about to get YouTube back fucking rolling again. Yep. Thanks for being patient. I think we're about to actually, I think tonight we are going to do uh, a five minutes to bone. Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. So I'm with it. Yeah. Uh, so, we, you know, it's just like it, we try to get better. We've made changes. We're all feeling better. We're in a better place. So we'll get back to the things we were doing, but we weren't exactly, like, proud of the product. Yeah. So, you know, pull ourselves away from it, try to reinvent it. We'll still be working on it, but all we're trying to do is just get better and make it more entertaining for you to watch because uh, if you take the time to, like, hit subscribe and like and all that shit, just want to make sure in this world where that is, you know, basically a form of fucking currency Yeah. that we're – living up to our end of that part at least yeah. you know so thanks everyone for all the fucking support for the last almost two goddamn years 100 fucking episodes all unbelievable we love you for all that love and affection uh shit if you're in little rock and you want to see a comedy show june 13th one of the best people doing it right now david bory g-b-o-r-i-e if you want to take a look and prove it to yourself it's going to be at vino's Little Rock, Arkansas, if you live in Springfield, Missouri, me and him will both be there the next three days after that. Doing a live podcast in Albuquerque, New Mexico, Mm -hmm. September 9th, I want to say. Okay. We're getting there the 7th. Yeah, pretty sure it's the 9th. I'll clarify, but our friends Harlan and and Simon want to get us out there and do a live podcast in Albuquerque, New Mexico, so... You fucking freaks want to talk alien, live and in flesh. Are we doing an alien episode? Do an Area 51, dude. Okay. So if you want to come out there and fucking open your minds. I feel like so many people are going to be like, that's wrong. Because they, they live there. But could <laughs> they also physically defend themselves from us attacking them? You're right about probably that. Probably not. So. Nope. Not just joking. We would never do that. We're no. just going to have a good time. Put my balls on feel your eyes. Feel free to shit on us. Just shut the fuck up during the live <laughs> show and tell me afterwards. I don't care. Look. Here's the ideal situation. You come to that show in Albuquerque, New Mexico. All I think about in the desert is psychedelic drugs. I've got a long history of ha- not handling them. Yeah. I do the wrong things every oh, time. I could tell you I feel stories. like I'm sort of fucking shaman, but then every time it's a goddamn nightmare. But I'll never stop. I'll never learn. 
So if you really want to be cool and I sit there and I fuck up your historic sacred thing yeah. of, of Roswell, Area 51, alien experiments, and I just shit all over it, then you come up to me after the show and you say, you're wrong, but you know what's right? These drugs. And put them in my mouth and I take them. Yeah. And this is all for parody, by Man, the you, way, in case yeah, my yeah, job's yeah. listening, it's a joke. Yeah, yeah. But if it's in, if I'm there, maybe, it, who knows? Who knows what the laws are? Who knows what the future holds? But if you really want to get me back, just give me a small amount of psychedelics you fucking, I'll lose my mind. You go from shaman to top ramen, man, yeah. real quick. Did we, uh, <laughs> again, this is parody. It did not actually happen. No, man. It's is... just a skit that I'm writing right now. Yeah. Or I wrote last week. We drank beer and t- took the smallest amount of mushrooms. We were already hammered drunk. Dude, I have no memory. Yeah. Of it. Like, I remember us being by the fire. And then I remember us, like, watching some weird horror movies. And then I got up. To go get our friend a pillow, mm-hmm. and I puked. I had nothing, nothing, like I have no idea how long it was from being at the fire to being inside. Yep, have no idea besides just a brief glimpse. And I know that we watched horror movies because it was on my Amazon history. Then we watched like three, so yep. that like that's all gone. Yeah, and then I don't remember puking, but there was. I made burgers with triple extra hot Cheetos. And so Fantastic. There was, there was red, orange fire sprayed everywhere. Yeah. It was, and it wasn't even like, it was just like splashback from the toilet. So like all over the lid. It was like I a Nickelodeon like, logo. And I would, yeah. I was like, Did, is my diarrhea this violent? And then, you know, start to piece it back together. I was throwing up. And then I guess I just went to bed. I didn't give my friend anything. To yeah. Sleep on. He just fucking. He was fine. Yeah, he was like, yeah, sure. He was fucking. But I'm talking about, and when I, I mean, like, again, this is a skit. It's a sketch. Yeah. It's like Saturday night. It's like, uh, you know, just pretend David Spade wrote this. Like, I pinched the amount in between my two fingers. So, you know, I'm not equipped for that type of thing. But again, I'll never say no. <laughs> that's right. Uh, that's it for this week, guys. Check out the fucking YouTube. And uh, hell yeah. Hail Satan. Ah! <laughs>